baby, like coast to coast. But on demand, raw and uncut interviews, and all without no ads. Once it's false, and once that's true, and the rate you sing grows too. America, America is here for you. Stories from the listeners, they sent to Graham. He'll read them and be amazed. But Darren may say no. Once says red and one says blue. But if it's false, it just won't do. Grimerica, Grimerica is here for you. Just use to divide us. I go, and they always want to have every, you know, the whole thing is cultural appropriation is this stupid ass buzzword that people use. And they're like, hey, dude, it's a melting pot. We're supposed to melt together. Okay, guys, welcome back to the Grand America Show. We are going to be chatting with the guys uh, from the Tinfoil Hat podcast a little bit later. Um, Ryan and Sam. It's a great chat. Of course, we were on their show not too long ago. Uh, did we release it in our feed? I think we did. Uh, no, it was just live. What do you mean? Oh, there, yeah, uh, no. Anyway, first, as always, Graham, does this make Mike make my voice sound thin, Dunlop? Did I say thin? Yeah. And you said less effeminate? I didn't realize that that's the way my voice is. Oh, yeah, all I forgot all about that. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you didn't take that too well. No, I just it was a shocker. I, I don't. I don't care how it sounds. Really, you don't care if you're a feminist. That's right. You wear that hat. <laughs> you wear that pussy hat. <sighs> Somebody should send Graham a pussy hat. I don't think. I he, don't want one. I don't think you get them in Canada. No, probably not. It'll be collector's items one day. Yeah. Think pussy hat. Yeah. I, I think I got trouble one day for saying that somewhere. Friday night intro. Friday night intro. For a special Let's episode. Beat down. Let's beat down. Friday a little more optimistic on a Friday, you know? So we, we got into it with these guys. We got into uh, net neutrality right off the bat, and I wasn't expecting it. And I don't know what to think about that. That's one of those. There's a, there's something that some things I've just never been able to wrap my head around, and that's one of them. Well, yeah, I even went back, actually. I know. I figured you'd. I went back I and listened to the No Agenda episode with... Um, I think it was number 950, where they talked about net neutrality, because I wanted to brush up on it. Um, but A, it seems like when you listen to they play some clips of when they're talking about it in Congress, and uh, more than once the term comes up, lawful content. Right. So it seems, uh, it really seems like the government getting involved in the internet, which is probably not a good idea to begin with. Yeah. And then having them decide what's lawful content and what's not starts to sound like China or someplace, you know, where they don't get the America show unless they use VPN and shit like that. You know what I mean? Fuck, I think half our YouTube videos are blocked in Germany. Wow. They seem to have harsh laws. 
But I mean, I, I don't want to see Canada get like that. I'm sure the U.S. doesn't want to get like that. And I think that's the start of it. And I think, um, I mean, basically, I can't put it down nearly as well as they can. But if you listen to that episode 950 around the hour 45 minute mark to around the two hour and 15 minute mark, there's about a half an hour there with a ton of clips and a really good breakdown of it. Because they do but show the, the other the side, day, which I can't articulate at all, actually. And I felt like there was a few things in this episode coming up at the end of this sh- intro that I couldn't articulate. Like, yeah, I felt- they talk about how, like, YouTube and all these places are literally just bringing in fucking giant refrigerator servers into the into the internet service providers there and logging their content there to take a step out of the other thing. But so, I, you know, it's less about fucking... It's less about slowing down our internet and more about, you know, at the end of the day, I more don't know, the, maybe the, YouTube more about and creating Facebook, subjective yeah, laws. Maybe, no, gonna... Well, not only that, I mean, at the end of the day, YouTube and Facebook, I mean, maybe they need to build these fucking servers on and put in, and put these them into the ISPs because fucking the amount of traffic they get is retarded. Like retarded. I couldn't even fathom the amount of traffic that the amount of bandwidth that YouTube and fucking Facebook or Netflix is moving around in a day. And in order to fucking, and in in a way, in a way, the way I envision it, it almost fucking speeds up the internet because they take this. And so Netflix will take it and have all the fucking shit that's available on us Netflix right now. Instead of going to, and that's all fucking uploaded onto all these fucking hundred servers all over the U S that are in these fucking hubs in the actual internet service provider. So they're kind of separating out the traffic into their own little, well, they're making it. Yeah. So instead of the fucking your computer having to go to through all there and then to Netflix, it's just getting the Netflix from there. And Netflix is uploading the things and changing things constantly. So how would most of the traffic is going there? I think it, I think, and I, I mean, someone might have to correct me on this, uh, gram at (laughs) gramerica.com, but I think it's basically going to eliminate things like that, saying that that's fucking cheating. Right. Right. And hyper. And I mean, that's all fun and fine and dandy, but when, I don't know, I like my Netflix working and I use YouTube a lot. And I know you, maybe they are the devil, but right now they're the only guys. And that's the fear is that maybe you're, you're fucking making it, you're definitely making it harder for other fucking competitors to start up. But at this point, what other fucking competitors are going to start up anyway? If you start up anything that's remotely competitive to YouTube, they're going to throw so much fucking money at you that you're just going to sell it to them. That's what they just keep doing. They just, they've got so much money now. Google, YouTube. I think they're the same fucking thing now. Yeah. Facebook. There's a lot of F-bombs in this intro. That's okay. I'm just saying. That's okay. Like, more it's than Sam normal. and Ryan. I know. But <laughs> These guys can just, you know, they're just going to buy it up anyway. And if they don't buy it up, if Buddy won't sell it privately, eventually he's going to go public and then they're going to buy up all the shares. And then it's going to be, you know, it's just, it's too late for that, I think. I think it's too late. Yeah, maybe. So we might as well let the big players fucking throw their things in there. And I think at the end of the day, it's not going to slow down our internet and it keeps the fucking government off of the internet. Because as soon as the government gets in, I think it's a slippery slope and we're like fucking 10 years removed from needing podcast license. But but Adam and John don't agree with that, right? They, they that's their stance. That's their stance. Just keep the government out of the internet. Net neutrality gets the government into the internet. I think. Come on. 
<laughs> Let's have her on. I should. Yeah, I should. We we're going to have our mom's on. I think Monday. we'll do it on Mother's Day. For Mother's Day next year? We won't record it on Mother's Day, but we'll release it as a bonus episode. Yeah, let's do that. Let's yeah. do that. Anyhow, that's my that's my fucking ignorant understanding of net neutrality. And I'm sure someone can correct me if I'm wrong. I'm sure they will. GrandmaCromerica.com. Right on. What cool. do you got? Well, man, I got a couple... Uh, I don't know how you got me into that right off the bat, and I'm actually surprised I pulled it out of my hat. Well, and kind of. Yeah. It was kind of sketchy at best. Well, we got some feedback, some emails about mm-hmm. previous episodes and some weather modification segments. I want to do... Since we were talking about that a little bit in this this episode, I I've been saving a couple, couple articles and a clip about it. It's one of my... You're under the vaccines. I, the weather modification bugs me. Your hardcore weather modifier. Right? Yep. That's your thing? Oh, you don't have to play that one. We need we need better uh, weather modification shingles. No, we've got the fine, the other one that you did with Kate Bush's old cloud busting song uh, mixed in there okay. that you won't even play. I play it all the time. So... This one is, uh, did you know that Congress was holding um, hearing? Oh, no. My internet just crashed on this one. Wow. Are you up? Up in what? <clears throat> up in switch, switch this up here. Hang on a sec. Just bear with me. Bear with you? Yeah. How about, uh, hey, maybe we could do, uh, well, we could do the train wreck that you caused, but I won't bother. I got it. I got it. Hang on. Here it is. <laughs> Okay, so we got from Darlene Gregg on the the stream we did of the episode that's not released yet with uh, the real life superheroes. Okay. She said, when this first came on, I was thinking, really? But it turned out to be a great show. Who knew? (laughs) And then Felix said, best podcast all along the flat earth. Coop says, bless up, boys. You the best. Question mark. Peace. Oh, this one's a long one. Are you going to read it? Yeah. Is it from the YouTubes still? YouTubes, yeah. The Twitters is, there's too much on the Twitters to read. Really? You get so many tweets a day now and half of them call me an asshole. Really? You still picking fights on there? No, I don't. Old fights still come up. Anyway, from Natoli's, thank you for mentioning my father's death. We buried him yesterday. Oh, this it is a good was a good service, and many people turned out. Much love to you, boys. I am a man. My son is <laughs> called Nathan. I call him Natty. My daughter is called Olivia. I call her Ollie. Natalie's. Remember, I think I said, I don't know if it's a man or a woman. Yeah. So now we know it's a man. With my father passing, it has brought some stuff to mind. If we are a spirit or soul in a body, a ghost in a machine, you need three things, not two. 
First, you need a consciously aware electromagnetic field of energy. That's the ghost bit. Second, you need a body. The third thing you need is an information exchange interface. The spirit or soul needs a way of having a physical experience. Information is exchanged. These three things work together in unity, and this is known in the Bible as the Holy Trinity. The Holy Ghost represents consciousness. We have a measurable electro- electromagnetic field that surrounds a, and run, a runs through a, a physical body, and Wait, it's a typo, and runs through the physical body with streamers coming off the top of it, exchanging information with our subconsciousness. Our subconsciousness is connected to the mass consciousness, so we are all connected together. And of course, we are all connected to our Mother Earth. The Son of the Holy Trinity represents the physical body. Top brain researcher Roger Sperry, a Nobel Prize winner. We should have him on. Write it down. Why aren't you writing it down? (laughs) (laughs) States that Robert Roger Sperry states that all the brain does is move muscles. Our minds are in the brain, but they do not originate there. The Father from the Holy Trinity represents the information exchange interface. A good example of this system is out of bodies is when you cut the orange fruit in half. It is the white stuff in between the segments. It's the connective tissue. We have a similar looking system between our muscles. When the body dies, but when we are alive, this system is with glowing with light. Hmm. It is fluid-filled tubes like a fiber-optic cable. It is everywhere. It weaves its way up the spine, ending at the pineal gland. This gland is a photoreceptor, an eyeball in the middle of our brains. The Statue of Liberty is holding a lamp of enlightenment with a seven-pointed thorny crown representing the seven aspects of consciousness that weave up our spines. In the Garden of Eden, there are two trees, and the serpent is wrapped around them. If we are a ghost in in a machine... We need three things, not two. There are lots of tree symbolism within religions around the world. We have a Christmas tree, Buddha and the Bode tree, the Norse god Odin and is, is hanging from a tree. The tree of life the is one tree. the muscles and the nervous system. The tree of the knowledge of the good and evil is the information exchange system, interface. The serpent is consciousness, the spirit or soul, the Gnostics, a spiritual belief system back 2,000 years ago, stated that the truth was about trees. And if these trees are not true, you will suffer an illness, the pestilence and plagues described in the Bible. Adam and Eve's are aspects of being human, a state of mind. The masculine deity always represents action. What you did that day. Later on, later in the evening, you may reflect upon the day's action. Think about what you did that day and penny may, and the penny may drop. When the things click, that aha moment, these two states of mind add together to create knowledge or learning. Eve has to come from Adam, because if you did nothing that day, you would have nothing to look back upon. The sun shines and reflects upon the moon. The fire is quenched by the water. Sometimes the feminine deity kills the male hunter, symbolism of a state of mind. If you are reading this, then you are in the Garden of Eden. A map of the brain shows what part move muscles, the Penfield homiclus, and that's a link that Graham will find and link to in the show notes <laughs> somehow. Our fiber optic information exchange, it is known as fascia, the endless web. Our thoughts and emotions run through this system. There's a video there, Graham will link to that somehow. <laughs> so that was a long one. That was not bad. That was good, yeah. I saw some of that somewhere. Maybe it was in an email, but I'm glad you read it. What do we got here? We'll go to 
they've watched Moana like a thousand fucking times. That is my quote about my children. I've seen Moana about a hundred times myself. Well, if they have to pick one to dive deep into, I'd say that's the best one and pretty darn esoteric too. We get to see a goddess in both her aspects, life-giving and terrible. So-called primitive tribes plying the open ocean, star navigation. I hope all you northerners noticed that Orion appeared inverted as this takes place south of the equator, which, of course, that's only on a round planet. (laughs) Um, And mythology, not to mention great music, a good, albeit simple story, excellent characters, and some of this, what is this, a fucking native ad for Moana? (laughs) What? I don't know what, are you still on Moana? Yeah, it's all What what episode is that from? She's trying to It's from the live cast of this episode. Of this tinfoil hat episode? Oh, okay, that's weird. Yeah. Not really, but yeah, it is kind of weird, I guess. Sort of anomalous coming from Disney. Gundam style, great conflation. Ha ha, James. James has the most Canadian accent ever, but he sings pretty good. Yeah. You never know it by his singing. And we got, uh, love the show, as usual. A damn sticker on the end of the table, exclamation point. Peace, brothers. Nice. Yeah. There you have it. All right, thanks, buddy. Your turn. All right, so I'm back to the the Congress. So, now we're back to that. Yeah. Here you go. Death dumps. Chem dumps. Otherwise known as chemical trails. Being dropped and sprayed throughout the United States, England, Scotland. All right, this is a good one. Northern Europe. So, Congress holds hearings on weather manipulation. Twits in Congress. How can you tell if a politician is lying? The answer? Darren? I don't know. Their lips are moving. Oh, ha. (laughs) Weather modification has just jumped from chemtrail conspiracy theory into mainstream reality as Congress holds hearings on geoengineering. So, this comes with a clip of Congress, and I listened to a little bit of it. But they're defining geoengineering and all this. They're talking about it, how um, solar radiation management and how it's more than just that. that They can manipulate uh, the gases in the atmosphere and stuff like this. So Washington, D.C. So you need the clip cord? No, not yet. Uh, This is by Jay Sermopoulos. And it's just from November 9th, so it's pretty fresh. Washington, D.C. Geoengineering is finally going mainstream as the House... The U.S. House Subcommittee on Environment and Subcommittee on Energy, that hearing, on Wednesday, held the first hearing about the science. Now, I'll see that there was, there's some of this has been decades old as well, but that until now has generally been considered a conspiracy theory and related to the fringes of society by the Praetorian Guard mainstream media, controlled by the ruling power elite oligarchy. <clears throat> the controversial subject of climate engineering or weather modification, which is which was popularized and oversimplified with the term chemtrails is stepping from the shadows and into the light of public scrutiny for the first time. Well, some would say it's the first time I think it's been, it's been doing this regularly recently. The congressional hearing titled geoengineering innovation, research and technology was attended by members of the house committees, as well as representatives of think tanks, academics and research scientists to discuss the future of geoengineering research. 
What can I skip through some of this? So then it goes into all the participants, which is, you know, holy shit, uh, science labs, national labs, climate policy people, committee chairman, environmental subcommittees, all that. I'm not going to go into all the names. Interestingly, chemtrails have long been the talk of conspiracy theories with massive amounts of disinformation being posted all over the Internet, including fake studies and photos. However, several real studies show that some seeding or geoengineering may have already been taking place. Duh. Indicating that secret projects to test the science have likely already taken place. A study published in the International Journal of Environmental Research and Public Health suggests that geoengineering has already begun and at least one substance being used as a toxic byproduct of coal burning called coal fly ash. The wide, and this is a quote from the, the hearing, the widespread intentional and increasingly frequent chemical emplacement in the troposphere has gone unidentified and unremarked in the scientific literature for years. The author presents evidence that toxic coal combustion fly ash, ash, ash. <laughs> is the most likely aerosol, aerosolized part particulate sprayed by tanker jets for geoengineering, weather modification, and climate modification purposes and describe some of the multifold consequences on public health. Fuck. Ugh. These hearings largely operated as a coming out party for the field as a, and as an opportunity for the industry to attempt to solicit funding for the Trump from the Trump administration to advance basic research. A 2013 report by the Congressional Research Service titled Geoengineering, Governance, and Technology Policy provided a brief overview of the technology the geoengineering technology. I'm going to read that. The term geoengineering describes this array of... No one's seen your finger quotes. Describes this array of technologies... Quote, unquote. ...that aim through large-scale and deliberate modifications of the Earth's energy balance to reduce temperatures and counteract anthropogenic climate change. So they're they're trying to say that... uh, Fuck, that's why they're doing it. Most of these technologies are at the conceptual and research stages, even though they've been doing it for decades. And their effectiveness at reducing... Grandma's visibly shaken. And their effectiveness at reducing global temperatures is yet to be proven. And I've heard, and I'm not going to get into this, I'll save that for the next one, but that's part of the reason why the storms are increasing because of this geoengineering. Moreover, few study, very few studies have been published that document the cost, environmental effects, sociopolitical impacts, and legal implications of geoengineering. If geoengineering technologies were to be deployed, they are expected to have the potential to cause significant transboundary effects. In general, geoengineering technologies are categorized as either a carbon dioxide, dioxide remover, removal, sorry, or a solar radiation management. You had it right the first time. The CDR methods address the warming effects of greenhouse gases by removing carbon dioxide. They include ocean fertilization and carbon capture and sequestration. SRM address climate change by increasing the reflectivity of the Earth's atmosphere or surface. Aerosol injections and space-based reflectors are examples of SRM methods. This is all official. Fuck. Right? SRM methods do not remove greenhouse gases from the atmosphere, but can be deployed faster with relatively immediate global cooling results compared to CDR methods. During Wednesday's hearing, the potential need to set up a regulatory structure within which experiments would be allowed at a net scale was discussed. 
Okay, let's see here. So I'm not going to read this whole thing because it's quite long. But um, in 1978, we talked about that, right? <clears throat> that Senate report. You have it they were talking, on the Yeah, table it's there. like a, it's 800 and something pages. It's right there. They were talking about this in the 70s, you know, and they make it seem like, uh, oh, it's a new problem. Obviously, they didn't get any results from that other Senate committee hearing. The push for discussion of geoengineering from the Trump administration should come as no surprise. Back in January 2017, Activist Post reported that the the U.S. Global Change Research Program quietly recommended new studies looking into two specific areas of research. The GCRP, hang on, formally recommends studies involving geoengineering. Hmm. And then they also talked about the uh, how the director of the CIA, O'Brennan, addressed the topic of geoengineering. Yeah, I don't want to get into that. It's all repetitive. Anyways, so that's that. I'm linked to that in the show notes. Anyway. Let me just read this last paragraph here. Please do. Oh, the National Research Council estimates that a fully deployed SAI program would cost about $10 billion a year. Yeah, we heard that already. That's fucking peanuts. To fuck with the weather's, the, the Earth's weather, you know? It's disgusting to me. Is that, you seem rattled. You seem- every, every expert to testify at Wednesday's hearing noted that geoengineering techniques shouldn't be substituted for efforts to reduce greenhouse gases and prepare for climate change impacts. Additionally, a letter signed by 24 scientists and environmental advocates stated that any consideration of a federally funded and coordinated research program into geoengineering must be in the context of a strategic portfolio of responses to climate change. So it's kind of weird how they're still in that. Pretending they don't. Pretending that, you know, climate change is always, yeah, it's always happening. Yeah, it always will. Maybe we're it still, is all We're still in the ice age. They're coming out of it, though. Coming out of it. Well, we might not if they keep fucking spraying shit. True that. We can't get out of this fucking ice age fast enough as far as I'm concerned. 1962. He who controls the weather will control the world. Who said that? Who said that? Who said that? JFK. LBJ. (laughs) Hey, I was right with his letters. (laughs) On May 27th, 1962, then Vice President Lyndon Baines Johnson presented the graduate address at his alma mater, Southwest Texas State University in San Marcos. So Vice President Johnson also was a recipient of the... uh, University's first honorary doctorate degree. Johnson's stirring speech touches upon his international travels and his experiences seeing the rest of the world, with his emphasis being upon the example of freedom that the United States must set for the rest of the world. I got a clip clip here. This is a weak clip cord. Yeah. Hey, I'm working out to your support. Johnson's vision to control the weather is not about the benefit to mankind, but about ultimate control of mankind. Ready? Yeah. For the development of a weather satellite. Jiggle it. That will permit... Nah, you over-jiggled. Oh my God. Just leave it like that. Just leave it. No, just leave it. To control the weather, and he who controls the weather will control the world. 
Commission for the Development of a Weather Satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather, and he who controls the weather will control the world. That will permit man to I determine just it the on world's cloud sure layer, and he who controls the weather will control the world. No, I think he repeats it. No. Yeah, I think he does. It was a different, yeah. I'm not sure about that. <sighs> I see, I heard the same chuckle. I know. I know. Okay. They did. They wrapped. They 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 yeah, looped it in yeah, there. Yeah. It wasn't me. It was you. No, it wasn't. You've done it. You've deceived. You're still just, we, need a, we need a new clip cord. You won't get the clip cord that, again. That brings us to deceptive <clears throat> editing. That, <laughs> they looped it. It was only 37 <laughs> seconds long. There you go. I'll save more for next time. There you go. Now the clip cord is not working at all for me. Ugh. This is what happens when you're just doing it live like this. You've ruined the show. I want a good skull for my synchronicity. If Graham reads it out, then Dara might give it to me. Hey, don't you please read it low. Yeah, yeah. Karaoke ground. That could be a bonus up. One day, I'll do it. I'll face my fear, my bono, and I'll do it. There you go. I've been thinking about it. You got any synchros? I thought you had one for me to rate. Well, you see, you could start. No, I've got feedback, not synchros lined up here. <sighs> okay. You got this. You already know about this one, kind of. Okay. But it's still pretty... I was thinking about more. It's fucking crazy. Really? Yeah. You think so? Well, think about this. What are the chances? So I'm listening to the no agenda, the latest one, and it's like uh, a special because it's Thanksgiving. So they didn't record. They they pre-recorded it. That's kind of a breakdown of the genesis of the show and blah, 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 blah. And it's a new one, right? Like it just came up. Um, So they start uh, they do their equipment breakdown. They go and John goes, oh, well, he wasn't using it then, but he's like most of the time. I use a Heil PR40. Right. I was like, huh, same mic as Graham. And then Adam's like, oh, well, I use a Electro Voice RE320, <laughs> which is the same mic as me. <laughs> that's awesome. So that's like a mini synchronicity in itself. But I mean, it adds up when you think that. What are the chances that? I mean, for sure, it's my favorite podcast. It fucking, we got our value for value for that from them. The model. The model. Yeah. We got a ton of fucking crossover and listenership yeah. with the No Agenda show. Yeah. And we just randomly happen to have the same mics. Yeah. And fucking I, like Adam, run the entire technical side and production and recording and uploading and all that oh. side of the show. And you handle all the writing. Yeah. Except you don't do the newsletter, Justin does. Yeah. But. Yeah. The notes. It's crazy. What are yeah. the chances we'd be using the same mics? Just randomly. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that, yeah, that's true. I I thought we had I thought we had different Hiles than them, but you're I right. Have, I have an Electro Voice yeah. already three twenty. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. That's the whole. Like, is there anything more to that? Mm-mm. That's it. Hmm. 
Thanks, buddy. That's 4. it. 4.42. There you go. <laughs> Internet trolls. <laughs> Everywhere I scroll. Oh, what's they this? Do you have negative feedback? The trolls are out of control. <laughs> trolls. What's what? Do you have a troll? Do you have a troll feedback? No. No? You're the troll. I'm the troll? <laughs> yeah. You have a very troll-like stature. Oh my god! <laughs> okay, so you got okay. Well, I got some feedback from the Kathy X show. Should we get into support first, or ask? Sure, let's get into support first. Support the show. America.ca slash support. Seriously, you got to support the show. You really do. I actually ran the numbers again yesterday, just for shits and giggles. It's all free. All the shows free, right? No ads. Yep, two hundred. This will be number two hundred fifty-five, I think, or something like that. It's getting up there. We're throwing more out too. We've got, I think we're going to do a couple intros. So we're doing, I think we're up to six a month now. We're, we're popping out. Yeah. So I went and I ran the numbers again last night and I thought things were better than they were, but it's like, uh, we're still not at 1% of support. So 1% of our listeners, less than 1% less than of 1%, yeah. support the show. Yeah. Which isn't a big number. But we don't want to. We don't want to force that to go up, like through paywalls and other things that other people do to force support, right? But it does. There is a bunch of expenses here. Um, you can just see the fucking clip fiasco, the cord fiasco, right there. Oh, and we had other things breaking down. My laptop is fucking yeah, three months away from being a piece of shit, piece yeah. of garbage. Yeah. So yeah, um, we don't want to do that. So we we did give that option where we do have a black budget support feed. And yeah. like where we put extra content, converse, controversial stuff. Darren just, we did a, a vaccine ep- episode, which yeah. is coming out. Could have went better, but it went okay. No, it was good though. But yeah. I mean, we'll do a few of those. Like that'll, you, become, that was a, pretty... that'll become a series now because when we're yeah. get, we did kind of a get up to speed on vaccines and then we're going to go through vaccine by vaccine and start really breaking it down. Yeah. And so, um, and I want to, I just thought of it today, actually. I'm going to lo- upload that tonight. Too. You know how we want to do some essays? Yeah. I want to call it interrupting essays. And we can read them. And interrupt each other? Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. I want to get an airsoft gun to shoot you with while, we, while you're essaying. Yeah. Because I have an essay lined up from uh, John Keel to the Scientific UFO Congress. Don't uh, tell people in, the essay. What? Ahead of time. Because then they're going to go and read them. No, you can't. It's hard to find. I don't know. Like, Siri I try probably to find sounds it. better than you. I wonder if I'd rather listen to Siri than you. Well, for my, it's different for me. I listen to you a lot. I guess so do the listeners. The interrupting ideas. I tell you, it's not easy to find out there. <laughs> no, I bet. I just hope we can read them without fumbling through them too much. It's okay. We'll do it. Well, yeah. you know, I figure if we do it together and not just our own separate thing, that we can call it like interrupting essays or something. Yeah, like there we go. And that adds another little thing to it. I'm yeah. always looking for, if you guys have, 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 blah. If have, you guys have some ideas for some shit we should try in the black budget, it's kind of an experiment, always an ongoing experiment. Let us know. Oh, we're going to do a show. And the good thing is, any, any, go ahead. We're going to do a show with Cruising with Steak. Yeah, that'll be fun. And Felix. And Felix is setting up a big trivia contest we're going to do. Oh, that's awesome. So that'll be fun. I think we're going to do it for the losers have to donate a hundred bucks to the other guys. That's awesome. Yeah. So that'll be fun. That was born out of our chat room. Yeah. We have a a perpetual chat room. room. Yeah. The multiple podcasts were born out of the chat room and um, lots of friendships. Oh, yeah. Check out gramerica.ca slash chats for sure. Um, it's a great, people are having a great time and I think they're up to almost 200 members. The D and D, the D and D, uh, campaign was born out of there. Yeah. I hear you guys have an extra player now for drop-ins. Oh, do we? Yeah. 
all rolled out and ready to go. Whatever, Do we really? Whatever the fuck that means. Do we? That's a good idea. Yeah. How'd you hear that? I don't even think I know Grim that. Grimsteak told me. Really? Yeah. Huh. He's really trying to coax me in for a game. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to do that. I think you listen, you listen in a couple times is a bit slow for you. Oh, there's no way I could fucking. I'd be doing things. I'd have to find. So I'd have to be doing something at the same time and it would drive you guys crazy. Yeah. We'd be okay. Darren, what do you want to do? What? What's that? Where are we? <laughs> Wait, what, what was the last move? <laughs> exactly. That's grimerica.ca slash chats. Like I said, there are up to almost 200 members in there. So it is becoming almost its own little social network. And all of cool people. Oh, it's unbelievable. No bullshit. Yeah. So the the only other good th- thing I want to mention is that is like we we give that black budget bonus away that feed for any donation. Any yeah. so it's buck not like you have to do like five buck a month. Buck a month is probably our most, most popular donation. But even if you just did a one time one, it, that's fine. Like we don't, yeah. you know. That's right. That's fine too. Make that content for all the people that support us. Uh, yeah, I to, think we can at least get up to fucking one percent. At least get. Well, we to should 1%. shoot for five or something. We should I shoot mean. for five. I mean, I know other shows that are doing five or ten, but those are all paywall shows. And fucking, we don't want to do that here. We just want to do. We really think that if we just keep slugging away at value for value, that that you guys will that find value. I mean, if any of you guys are on the fence, you know that's where we're at. We're at less than one percent. Yeah. And if we could get to one, two, three, four, five percent, then you know that just opens up the that door for help. all yeah. sorts of things. Yeah. That'll help more content and everything else along the way. Yeah. Expenses covered and yeah, yeah. So uh, and there's other ways to support the show. Like support. Yeah, I love hearing from listeners, their stories and feedback and all that at Graham at GrahamAmerica.com. Twitter, Darren's on Twitter. We're on Instagram. I mean, we could even push the social media platforms a little bit more. We as have well. been getting a few more reviews, so that's good. And the reviews always help, but I don't know. There's some weird stuff going on with the Canadian iTunes thing. I think the reviews aren't showing <coughs> up and. Darren doesn't think it's a problem, but I, I do. Oh, somebody somebody wanted us to explain to people how to do a review as well. Somebody was having a hard time with it. But we'll do that another time, maybe next week. Well, you just go, if you're on a, something that's an iPhone, you just have to type in grammarca.ca slash iTunes. <coughs> or if you're on a no, but computer think- that has iTunes on it, you just have to type in grammarca.ca slash iTunes. Yeah, but Other then than it's, that, it's, it's a technicality. Stitches, we should do a review, little. I we think. should do a little guide. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I actually did have one review. We did. We got a few reviews. I don't usually read them, but I got one that I wanted to read. It feels it, weird to read them, but I wanted to read one because it's pretty funny. I can find it in time. Here we go. My comfy old hoodie of a paranormal podcast. There are edgier podcasts about the esoteric and paranormal. Cleverer hosts, too. But Graham and Darren have something special, an easy banter and non-intimidating atmosphere that supplies a much-needed counterbalance to the often heavy topics and mind-blowing information encountered in these types of shows. There is something downright wholesome about Grammarican, and I appreciate that with my cup of crazy. Take a listen. Feel the love. Nice. Thanks. Yeah. They're definitely cleverer hosts. Like the tinfoil hot guys. Yeah. Yeah. We're starters. They're doing good. Yeah. Okay. We got some feedback. You ready for this one? You got it. This, you're, you're going to like this one. I'm going to like this yeah. one. Okay. I'm going to play the. If Maury supported the show, 
send everyone out some good vibes for Thanksgiving. Okay. This is from a long, I think he's a long time listener for sure. Long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> Yo, Graham, hope, hope this finds you well. Podcasts are a big part of my week and this episode of yours really shocked me. This gets long, but I was really triggered. I wanted to point out a couple of things about what Eck said that I'm surprised you let get past you. First off, I listen because the nature of belief is so central to human experience. Oh, that's really annoying. Okay. And most people never <laughs> examine or even know what they believe or why they believe it. Very cool topic. I think about this shit all the time. And to be able to watch and understand your emotions in regard to your beliefs is critical to knowing oneself. But Kathy X seems to have abandoned all critical thinking as well. For, and for her to think that she has no belief system is absolutely absurd. Let's just start with the low-hanging fruit. To say that Trump almost always tells the truth is borderline insane. After she says she is against polarity and then immediately bashes Clinton, who of course deserves it, and then praises Trump, the guy is involved in more lawsuits than Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe. He founded an entire university based on fraud and had to refund everyone's tuition, but only after they sued him. He won't release his tax returns. He owes money everywhere and has failed in multiple businesses. I mean, what the fuck? Win-win? He has massive support in Israel, who are the biggest liars on the planet, while third, after U.S. and Britain, he is boosting the military budget enormously and selling advanced weapons to Saudi Arabia, where women can't leave the house without a note. He is... He is make, how is that making America great? I mean, America great again. <laughs> he is selling billions of weapons, just like all the other shits we've had for president. Is that why people voted them, voted for him, or have they been fooled? He's going to renegotiate NAFTA and make it worse for the common man, according to many reports. His health care plan is completely non-existent. How does that help anyone? I like that he wants to be pals with Putin and seems to maybe have ended the Syrian war, and I don't think illegal immigration should end, and I'm against gun control, and I don't believe in global warming, but he is a professional liar just like Obama. Not to mention, he was mentored by his best friend Roy Kahn, the the mafia lawyer, J. Edgar Hoover's sidekick and pedophile ringleader, one of the most despicable men in history. Trump himself has tons of connections to the mafia and his pals with Jerry Epstein, the convicted pedophile and child rapist. Trump himself has been accused of rape. Jesus H. Christ. It is entirely plausible that Trump is being blackmailed because that is what Roy Kahn did with little boys and girls, with Craig Spence and the CIA. X's entire approach comes off as new agey nonsense, but she thinks it's not. It's all based on feelings with no thoughts or any facts at all. Anyone who claims to have an inkling of understanding of the deep state and or spiritual reality and still be a Trump supporter is extremely bizarre and dubious. Anyway, Graham, I don't mean to be harsh, but you can push back on your guests a bit. The alt-right, a Jonesy red pill crowd suggested that Trump was going to expose 9-11 and go after the pedophile rings. What? What a joke. You guys are the best. You really try. You guys are searching and open-minded, and I love that. Keep on keeping on. Be well. Bob. Bob. Hi, Bob. What do you call a guy in a 
<laughs> you know what I was going to say? Yeah. I don't think a... you could tell that joke nowadays. No, you don't want to tell <laughs> There's a whole bunch of them and you don't want to. We could on our black budget app. Let's continue that because we got a whole plethora. Of... I'm going to write it down. <laughs> Thanks, Bob. No, I want to know your input on that, your feedback I'm on up. that. Yeah, Trump's probably a, Trump's probably a liar too. Yeah, I think he. I think he missed. I think. But he, I don't. I'm not going to start pushing back on guests. Can't. No, because here, here's why. Because I was understanding what she was trying to say with that. I, I, I don't think she's. I mean, I'd have to go back and if listen I started to it and it's pushing been a while. back on all the guests that I didn't fucking fly with, then it, you know the show would lose its entire dynamic. That's not what we do here. It's no, just, but we, we're here is some place we want people to just be able to come and not. Yeah, have but sometimes any you can question things. I mean, you, know, bit, you can yeah. push back a bit, and it won't change the dynamic. But I, I feel like what she's saying is he's more real, and he's not worried about lying so much. Like he's, he's not. How do I say it? He's not overtly lying like the other ones. He thinks he's probably telling the truth, or he's, or he's, he's, he's honest to the point where he's he's putting his foot in his mouth. Do you understand what I mean? It's not all scripted. I think that's what she's saying is it's not a f- scripted bullshit. It's a different type of bullshit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He pro- he's probably lying, but he doesn't know it. You know, he's exaggerating a lot and people are in the left are calling that lying. It's not lying. He wasn't intending on when he says 10 trillion or 20 trillion, he doesn't mean exactly 20 trillion. He means 19.75 fucking trillion. And they're calling that a lie. It's complete, you know, taking things out of context. It's a lot of trillion. You know what I'm saying, though? So I, I think that's what she's getting at. But, I mean, maybe she was more of a Trump supporter than I remember. I don't remember it being that bad. But he was definitely triggered about that. Yeah. And I wanted to still, question her more about the emotions. Actually, I'm going to really email her because... expected that all to die down by now, you know? We do get into that a bit in this episode, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it, it is proving to be the same old bullshit in, in a lot of ways. You know, mm-hmm. the outsider that he is. I mean, it, you know, it almost, we've talked about it before. It feels like a, uh, a power struggle at the top between, um, like it's, it's not just what, what were we talking about? We had an analogy for it. Anyways, whatever. Civil war. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, well, that's a long enough intro, I think. Eh? Oh, I got the UFO call. You can't just fucking skip nah, over we're, that. We're no, 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 Usually we're recording on hump day. I in a periscope you. No, you're not. <clears throat> Why not? Of the week. Okay, this is uh This is Shetland UFO sightings prompt spy don't do it. Spy plane speculation. Ofefe. Get it out, man. Hmm. So this is from this is from December fourteenth, nineteen forty six. Ooh, year before Roswell. This is London, the Guardian. Guardian was around back then. Hmm. This is weird. It's also got a, a date of ninety two, and I think it was declassified in two thousand. 
but it's a Simon Tisdale report, and it says, fast-moving UFO spied as 5,500 miles per hour secret takes off. Washington, the mysterious appearance of a fast... And this is on the CIA website. CIA.gov, the reading room. Washington, the mysterious appearance of a fast-moving UFO of the Shetland Islands and the weekend, which prompted seasonal speculation about the second coming of Christ. Has coincided with the reports in that the that the ultra top secret American plane has gone operational with a top speed of fifty five hundred miles an hour. Shetland police, the Coast Guard, and the Larrawick Observatory recorded seventeen sightings of a large white object traveling low and very fast at about nine p.m. on Saturday. We just haven't a clue what it could be. A puzzled Larrawick. Observatory scientist who reported that the UFO had been moving so fast that he had missed it. It could only say, I hope it comes round again. It may just do that. According to reports in Washington, defense industry specialists and writers are going into excitement overdrive on reports that the U.S. military has begun testing the successor to the SR-71 Blackbird spy plane. The plane with no name is said to have the top speed of Mach 8. Jesus Christ. Or or eight times the speed of sound. Hey, is, Siri, how fast is Mach 8? 8,000 miles an hour. Mach 8 is 9,550.08 oh. kilometers per hour. Oh. That's only like fucking 6,000 miles an hour, bro. Yeah, I know. Well, Mach, I think bullshit. the speed of sound is 700 and something or yeah, 800 yeah. and something. So. It's fucking fast, anyway. How fast do you have to go to be in orbit? 13,000? Half a half fucking the speed of orbit. You can fly right off the planet if it's not careful. <laughs> it is so fast that it could reach anywhere on the globe within three hours. Jesus. For this very reason, tests cannot be restricted to an, to U.S. airspace. By the time the plane is warmed up, it could be over, for example, Scotland. It would also take several several countries to come to a stop. <laughs> what could go wrong? The Pentagon predictably <laughs> imposed a no-comment zone over the plane yesterday. That's December 14th, 14, and that's his 19- That's in fucking 1946? Well, that's what I don't understand, because, because, uh, so the date, the date on the bottom is 46, the date on the top is 92, and they're also talking about the successor to the SR-71, which was developed in oh, the yeah, 60s. So it's gotta be the 92. 60s, so it is. It's gotta be the 92. And then it was approved, or- and then it was approved for release, stamped May 2000. Ooh. You wouldn't even see that thing fly over. You have any idea why I wrote 18 minute mark on the table? Nope. And for what episode? No, good job. <laughs> It'll be a surprise. <laughs> so that's about it, eh? I think so. Yeah. This is a pretty good chat. You yeah, this was fun, it. man. I can't yeah. wait to talk to these guys again. This I think they're doing, a, a, I think they're doing a fantastic job. They're one of my yeah, favorite podcasts. Like, we seem to have a good dynamic with them, so we'll probably do some more stuff with them down the road. Hopefully something live one day. Yeah, yeah it'll be fun. Um, so yeah, enjoy this chat. Do check out America.ca slash support guys and sign up for a monthly if you can. Um, yeah, and enjoy this one. Fucking gooder. Another, uh, almost three hour podcast.
Hey, we are doing good. So we've okay. got we've got the ultimate Sam Tripoli and Ryan Davis from the Tinfoil Hat podcast, one of our new favorite podcasts here. We're doing good. Oh, thanks great. for thanks for coming on, guys. I have been loving Thank the show. Thank you for yeah. having us, man. This is uh, this is what we're. Uh, I'm super excited. I love when we bring the tribes together. We got to do more and more, you know. And uh, I love these things. The fans like it. Uh, I don't know. Right now, my uh, my fucking Apple thing is going nuts. But besides that, this is super exciting. All right, and I can tell Darren's been listening to your show because I can. He slips little tidbits into our other interviews, and I'm like, I wonder where he got that from. And then I, and I'm listening <laughs> to your show, and I'm like, ah, oh, that's where he heard it. Well, I appreciate that, man. I really appreciate that you guys listen to us. We listen to you guys, and it's just, I feel like the time is now for the tribes to come together. Uh, I think we're living in interesting times. You know, uh, I don't know how this affects Canada, but, you know, this net neutrality thing's about to go through. Uh, that scares the shit out of me. Doesn't scare you, Aaron? You think it's okay? No, no, I'm shaking my head. Yeah, I mean, for me, man, this this shatters all the notion that, that Trump is a maverick and he's there to fuck the system up and all that stuff. I mean, you're looking at the, the 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 scenario or the story is that, you know, Trump came in, played his own way. The Internet helped him get elected. Now he's going to go in and just completely take over the Internet and make it so that these corporations can uh, basically screw with the Internet. I mean, what you're looking at, what you're looking at is the ability for corporations to slow down our, our the little people like us. Slow down our internets and then make the other net internets faster. So if you want to hear any news, okay, wow, Fox News can upload like this, right? But like our our YouTube channels or whatever slow down and it takes forever for them to get up on the thing. So well, I, well, I don't think YouTube will be a problem, right? I think as long as the host has the problem, the problem I see with it because I think there's another side to this. I think yeah, as long as you're uploading to YouTube, you're going to be okay because YouTube is that guy. YouTube's the well, guy. The, the problem is going to be there's going to be no more competition. Now you can't complete compete with YouTube. You can't compete with Netflix because they can upload tinfoil hat in ten seconds, and the new guy it's going to take six hours. Well, yeah, I agree. Well, that is it, too. And then it's like if you're an alternative news source, let's say InfoWars, whether you agree with them or not, if they're putting out information that the powers that be don't like, they're going to slow that website down. And what I find interesting is, is that I see all these conservative guys on Twitter yelling about Google, Google and YouTube censoring their videos, censoring all their stuff, yet they're completely going, what's the problem with net neutrality? Fuck it, I'm not going to get angry. <laughs> and it's just like, it just goes back down to why I'm no longer joining groups. I'm no longer joining groups. Yeah, but there's another, what's the other side, what's the other argument, Darren, that like Adam Curry and John C. Dvorak talk about with net neutrality? Because they're, they are, they're on the other a side of it, right? sword on that one. I it's think just, you're fucked either way. Because I mean, the, okay. Because these How people we, like Netflix and all that have to have the bandwidth to be able to provide that service to us, right? Right. So if you limit right. that, how do how do people get that service? Like the, the the service that we want in a free market type environment where they have they need that power to supply everybody with what they want. Yeah, well, the, the way they're tricking it, the way they're selling it is they're going to say that now Netflix is going to eat, and Netflix is going to eat most of that data. Is that how it works? So if you're watching 
fucking Netflix on your phone, you're only going to use a fraction of the data and Netflix is going to pick up the rest. I don't even know enough about net neutrality. Net neutrality yeah, that sounds weird to me. What I think is if you're a company like Time Warner or a company uh, that carries cable, you're going to slow down Netflix. So it moves way slower. So people are like, oh, man, I, why am I even watching this? I can't. It's so slow. It's chugging. It's uploading. It's taking forever. I'm just going to go back to TV, you know? Like they, you are literally allowing the people that run the internet to kill off one of your favorite things and make you go back to watching television or their anything they might be involved with. I think a censorship. Oh yeah, goes- that's right. Yeah, I got here's the here. I'll, I'll read this quick. It's net neutrality is the principle that internet service providers and governments regulating most of the internet must treat all data on the internet the same and not discriminate or charge differently differently by user content website platform application type of attached equipment or method of communication for instance under these principles internet service providers are unable to intentionally block slow down or charge money for specific websites or online content right i mean that is basically like hey if you do something we don't enjoy we'll slow down your 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 website now the the the, the hope is uh, just like they do in China, where they have VPNs and they have and the fire sticks that they now have, which I don't necessarily agree with. In ter- I don't like the giving away of artistic content for free unless the artist wants that. But what basically a fire stick does is stops cable companies from charging you a gazillion dollars for cable. You know, and you've seen that kind of what with music is. Music was why did why did people go to N- Napster? Because we were tired of buying Jay-Z albums with 17 songs on them. Two of them are good. Five of them are fucking voicemail messages, you know? Yeah. So we like we, we just got tired of it. So now we got to pick and choose, you know, what 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 songs we want. But cable's never given you that. They've never allowed you to pick the cable packages you want. They always made you buy all the cable in certain packages, okay? So Fire Six said, screw you, we're going to watch what we want. So I'm hoping that, you know, the internet will come up with a way to fight this net, th- if they do kill it off. I think, I think even Netflix. Small. What? Even Netflix kind of started that, right? Netflix started yeah. the fucking, you can watch what you want when you want, and you don't have to watch commercials. And they just dominate. I mean, like, and now they're dominating people. There's this whole thought. Here's a conspiracy that a lot of this uh, sexual harassment stuff's coming out is a war between Netflix and cable companies on uh, to destroy uh, certain shows they have. Yeah, not even just Netflix. It's I think it's streaming in general because they just took down Buddy from Amazon streaming too. uh, Tambor. Yep, they took him out. Yeah, it's what happened with him. Yeah, it turns out he was mashing his boner up against the trannies on site, on or on set. And I, yeah, I don't. You can't do that shit. Those days are gone, bro. You would be fine. Yeah. You want to get out the in front of anything, bro? Your, <laughs> so right, just rubbing your junk on crossdressers are over. Your grandpa would be like, back in my day, when a man dressed like a woman, we could just jack off in front of them. Not anymore. <laughs> Those days are gone. Uh, right, hey, right. What were you going to say earlier? I noticed you guys, censorship is small, and I noticed that uh, iTunes flagged one of your images, and you guys are known for having really good artwork that you put up with your uh, 
podcast. You caught that, that, eh? A no, few well, people I, caught that's that. That's because oh. I put a note in an Instagram that they had done this. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I double-checked even because I thought even it could have been a stone mistake on my behalf. I mean, <laughs> 250 episodes in, something's bound to give. But, no, I re-uploaded the art with the proper MP3 file. I re-uploaded the proper MP3 with the image attached to it, and it's still... and I. Then I re-downloaded it, and the artwork is still not attached. Unless I, unless it's because I'm using some sort of weird cookie or something. Maybe someone, if someone did see the art, let us know. But as far as I know, the art is fucking blocked everywhere but the okay. website. What I think, my, oh, go on, sorry. What I think happens is that once they flag you, they monitor you around that all the time. Oh, yeah. Yep. And what was the problem with that? Is it too hypersexual or what? It looks what like that? they're naked, but they ha- do have tidy whities on. Back in my day, you could draw a picture with tidy whities and no one got angry. Um, so my concern is to see what happens on the next episode. To see, I'm, my concern is if we fucking lost our art privileges, which would be a horrible. Thing. And the problem is that well, that's no worse than all the fucking billboards everywhere with you know scantily oh, yeah. clad women on there. I mean, it's just so hypocritical. Oh, you guys are lucky. It's just women out here in L.A. We have a little area called West Hollywood, and uh, it is the gayest area in the universe in the universe like you couldn't get gay if you were in a unicorn's asshole that's how gay it is right and there's just straight up billboards where you have no clue what they're se- they're selling but it's just like dudes with no, no clothes on just yeah. bent over yeah. no clothes on <laughs> and it's just but you know you don't even notice anymore because you're so used to like just being in la you're just like oh yeah just another day I'm in fine with it as an adults but i always just think of like i have a little nephew i'm like it's gonna be a hard one to explain like what's happening in the world yeah. Yeah, I was totally. expecting to get blowback on when I argued. I argue that I don't know why kids are gay pride parades and people get angry about that. I'm like, you're really you're celebrating a sexual act. Do you guys have gay pride parades or is it too cold? Oh, yeah, no, we do. Yeah, yeah, we do. But I want to just address that iTunes thing again, because Darren, wasn't there uh, somebody saying that one of our reviews, uh, the reviews aren't going through as well? Nah, the reviews are fine. Are they? Okay, because I do worry that I think Sam's onto something. When you get flagged, I think that something something well, happens, or when you reach a certain whatever. We were bound to get fucking flagged eventually. Bro. Yeah, I wear well, my I was... flagging as a badge of honor. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, fuck you know, I, I as long as they don't that, well... stop letting me in the states. That's my concern: is that one day I'm going to go over to the border and they're going to be like, "Yeah, what's this fucking Grimerica, bro?" <laughs> I really think I got a couple thoughts on that. Uh, I was telling Ryan that I thought that our show had popped up on somebody's radar because we were having problems on different apps with our episodes uploading. So, you know, somebody's like, Hey dude, I want Stitcher. The app isn't the, 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 it isn't there. And then somebody brought up another app. They're like, Oh, it's not there. And it's just like, I always felt like I was hoping it would be like, okay, we're, we're showing up on people's radar. You know, that's it, one thing. It seemed to follow the timeline when we released an episode about the Vegas shooting, too. Wow, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It wasn't just a random, like, t- Trump has a time machine or something kooky. It was a little yeah. close <laughs> hot button. We, had, hot some, we, we had some uh, guests on that, that they thought it was at the $50,000, uh, $50,000, 50,000 view YouTube thing was when things get shut down. Like, as soon as you reach 50,000... Everything starts getting censored and starts. They start happening. really following. Yeah. When we hit ten thousand, that's when they started fucking artists. That one fucking music artist put ads in our. I used some music 
in an episode before I figured out how important it was. And fucking as soon uh, as Randall Carlson's episode got to 10,000 YouTube's views, that sing that artist came back and put ads in the video and I can't take them out. Wow. I tried to take the ads well, out and YouTube said they're not yours to take out. Wow. So let me ask you something. Even if you don't monetize it, like I haven't monetized our YouTube. No, that, so I yeah, that's a, so it. that's the thing is I didn't monetize it, so I can't be so he didn't sue me or anything. But he now has the ability to put ads into my content. Even if you haven't monetized yes, your he, YouTube yes. video. Because ne we've never monetized a single video. The only oh, video man. we have that's monetized, the only fucking episode we have in the world that's cost money or is, has ads in it is that motherfucking Randall, the first Randall Carlson episode we did. Because you put somebody's music in Because it. I used someone's music off SoundCloud. And just having fucking 100,000 people listen to it wasn't good enough. They want to try and make three bucks. Yeah. I wanted to also say something about what you're talking about, how you're, you're worried that you might not be able to get into the country. I think us in the conspiracy theory world don't realize how big this thing is. And that, you know, it's kind of what we talked about last time when we did a show together, guys, where... Where I said, like, there's like a thousand people to kill before they get to us. You know, if, if George Webb disappears, everybody, then my my radar starts going. You know, when there's a there's certain people. Uh, what was the show last night we were talking about that we were watching? The Colbert Report. Or what what's that guy? James Corbett. James Corbett. Yeah, yeah. If that guy disappears, we'll start worrying. You know, there's like, you know, and that's the whole thing about letting you in and out of the country too. Is that. The big problem with the surveillance that they're doing is they're they're surveillancing everybody. That how can they catch anybody? When Unless you, as soon you're as like, you start a podcast, then you're fucked, Sam. You're <laughs> fucked. You're fucked. Wait, do you I try totally and come back to Canada? They're gonna be like, no, no. What's <laughs> this? Tin, where's your tinfoil hat, bro? <laughs> I agree with you, though, Sam. I do agree with you. Yeah, so do I. I'm, I'm, I'm half joking anyway because I have a treaty card, so they can't stop me. There you go. What's a treaty card? It means I'm a status Indian. So you don't have borders. So part of the treaty is that natives have the free freedom, free to, flow, yeah. yeah, freedom to pass. Well, yeah. I mean, if if Abby, what is her name, Abby, who's Martin, if Abby Martin can still make it into Israel, we ha we're all fine. <laughs> you guys can come. There. That's right. I mean, we're her good. reporting is amazing, but I'm like, when are they going to shut this town? She's literally the loudest critic of what's going on over there, and they've they've not allowed people in just because they had something that they thought maybe might be related to the war on terror and they were banned from israel for life i don't know how abby gets in and out of there still yeah we have a planned episode coming up probably in the new year with about uh zionism and the jewish elite and we're going to do it with ari shafir so that way we're talking about a super serious thing super kooky lunatic. he most likely will be uh naked and showing everybody's butthole so that's where we're at that's the best way to deal with super secret super sensitive stuff is just have somebody who is of that group show their butthole on the show, and then everybody forgives and forgets. I've been telling Sam we got to get you guys down here. Uh, I have a theory or an idea for in 2018 to get a Conspiracon going, where we get all the guys together. Oh, that'd you know, be great. Yeah, 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 man, we'd be in for guys, sure. Trey Carlwood, everyone that's around, maybe Marty Leeds, if uh, they haven't sent him to a FEMA camp by then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love to do that. We just one night where everybody comes down. And just take a weekend. Wait till the yeah. shit's legal, though. What's what? Oh, yeah. Can so you guys have the dispensaries open, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, dude. My state's travel is usually <laughs> dependent on fucking which states are legal. I zigzag oh. through the legal states. We'll introduce, we have a friend, uh, L.A. Speedweed. Is, uh, yeah, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. Chino is our close buddy, so you come down here, we'll get you. We'll okay. get you in, dog. We'll oh, hook you up. I like it. We'll take care of it. Yeah, yeah dude. I think we could drive there in like 23 hours. <laughs> Shit. Let's do it. We'll get some of that can of meth and just go. Just <laughs> Boom. go. So run, run that shit. The first time we went to the Paradigm Symposium, we drove 23 hours straight to get there. Yeah. You guys yeah. go to those uh, like UFO conventions or any uh, like the kind of fringe topic conventions? That's yeah, the I've only one to, yeah, I've, I've been, been to. to. A couple of them. Yeah. I'd love to go to more. I'd fuck if I didn't have to work. I'd be going every weekend. I love it. One day we'll you send Graham all over. Like, you think uh, the deep states roaming around there? Do you see us? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Probably. Yeah. Hmm. We think we have a handler. Really? Yeah, we have, oh, we have joke on, about it. No, not James. Oh, another. Remember guy? the other guy? No, I don't remember. That was uh, Andrew something or other. He seems. Super oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there might be there might be a couple out there. Yeah, yeah. they got they've got thousands of fucking people infiltrating everywhere. So you know they're all the they're time, at all dude. these places. Yeah, all the time. Was yeah. that Mockingbird Operation Mockingbird? Yeah, yeah. Where they just like yeah, half those people got blue checks in their name are just all on the fucking CIA tip, dude. You know, we did when we did our first tinfoil hat comedy show, uh, I was approached by people who worked for, who used to work for Disney, and they were animators, they told me, and they wanted to do something for me to do a voiceover, and they wanted to give me their email, and their email was ilovepizza.com, <laughs> which I'm like, how much of a conspiracy theorist when you're openly using the word pizza? I mean, like, that's a super buzzword in our world, right? Yeah, that's crazy. I love pizza, and I mean, it's, it's crazy. That's why I think they were somebody else in the, what they were saying. I've been trying to talk Sam into putting on a suit, and we go walk right down on Wilshire Boulevard to the Federal Bureau of Investigation building down here in West L.A. and just see if we can talk to someone. Nice. Like, like, a, like a real suit? Like a suit and tie? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a good idea. But, Dress like a spook and go in. Yeah, just no one's walking and tell them like, "Hey, we we do a conspiracy podcast. What's uh, anyone want to talk to us about?" You know. Yeah, yeah go just that. walk in with your mic and be like, "Who runs this motherfucker?" <laughs> yeah, that's why not. Why not? You got to go, Alex that, Jones style. After that, we'll go. We'll punch a wasp's nest. Enjoy getting fucking stung a thousand times. Yeah, there you why go. Why not? Let's just well, fuck no, no. with everybody. Just send Ryan in first. Send yeah, him in Ryan, with like a camera on him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you guys got good chemistry, man. You guys really have a good thing going. I mean, it's it's very similar to us in a way. One guy does all the work and all the research, and the other guy just tries to be funny. That's yeah. me, yeah. yeah. It's a good gig. It's a good gig when you're the just-show-up guy. I like Darren's uh, big Lebowski coat he's got on there. He really is cute. For the record, I do all of the technical work as well. I'm just joking. I had to throw that in there. Something wrong with that, so, dude. So I try and be funny, and I do what Aaron does. Yeah. I love it. Aaron's the key to our program. He's like the man. He's like the wizard behind the curtain. Yeah. Aaron is, you know, he keeps us, uh, you know, if Aaron wasn't here, we'd just be talking about bisexual lizard people on a flat disc in space. You know, that's all we'd be talking about. No, I didn't want to mention Aaron though, because he's, he is there and you'll hear him pipe up every once in a while. And he's in the, at the end of your show, he pipes in with a bit of a skeptical uh, attitude there. And I want to know if Aaron's, since he's been doing this with you guys, if his worldview has shifted or if anything's changed for him. Great question, Aaron. Have we opened your mind at all to anything? 
A little bit. Just a tiny bit of doubt. Some, <laughs> he's some got, shit. He's, like, tiny he's bit. going like this, like a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So a tiny bit. A tiny bit. Not the one streams though. Like what is the stuff where you're like, okay, you guys are crazy? Flat Earth for me. Anything Bravo says. Bravo okay, says yeah. some good shit on nine eleven though. Here's the thing about conspiracies. We were at the comedy store doing one of our Patreons and uh, uh, Moshe Kasher, who's a, a friend, he's married to Natasha Liguero, both funny comedians, nothing but love for each of them. He walks up to us, hey, he starts talking to us. He, go, he goes, Sam, I know you're into conspiracies. He goes, what percent of conspiracies do you think you believe? He goes, like five. I go, and I, I go, the problem is, is that you think all conspiracies are together. Exactly. When there, in my opinion, there's levels to this shit. Exactly. And you can't talk to anybody about any conspiracy. No. You know, it's like you got to do foreplay before you get to the really crazy. Totally. And I, was, I was talking to my friend, John, uh, Michael, excuse me, who is uh, who is uh, on our Patreon podcast. He does his own conspiracy podcast. It's like there's there's white belt, green belt, blue belt, brown belt. Black belt, triple black belt shit that you can't just talk to anybody at all times. You have to know what level they're on before you start getting into the shit. Not only that, but it takes you or me even sometimes years to wake up to certain ones, right? Like I started getting into weather modification. That was one of the ones that sort of flipped me over where I knew sort of it was happening, but... I didn't really realize until I started looking into it how deep it goes and how many decades they've been doing weather modification for, and then you get into all the other stuff that goes with it. But it took it took a long time. It was years for me to to get up to that place where now it's one of the most annoying things for me that they're fucking with our weather, you know, and they're blaming it on us as citizens and the whole global warming thing and the weather modification. So, but that took that was a long a long journey. Yes. I still find it slips totally out sometimes. Like I was just out for lunch with a sales rep the other day trying to sell me something. And it's just like, by the end of the lunch, I'm just going off about vaccines. And it's just like, <laughs> fucking, you know, like it just sort of slipped in. You I think it, it started by talking about the flu. And then next thing, nobody's hair is just blown back. And he's like, this guy's fucking crazy. I'm with you too, man. It's, you know what it is? I'm, I forced myself to look at it like, no, d- discovering and learning about conspiracy theories is like learning martial arts. You can't just drop some martial arts on somebody out of nowhere. You know, it's like there's levels of this shit. Okay. And what you said about learning about it and studying it is the biggest issue with conspiracy theories right now. Cause you are literally argue every argument on conspiracy theories between a believer and not believer is basically I did research versus emotional response. Yeah. And they go, well, I had this guy, Josh Wolfen, who's a very good friend of mine, and he's a wonderful Wolfen. person. Jo- Josh Wolf, he was in, he was just Oh, oh Wolfen, okay. <laughs> Josh Wolf. And he was like, he was like, well, you know, any conspiracy you bring up, any point, I can find a counter to that. I go, if you actually did some research, you'd realize you could. Yeah. What you're going to do is just drop some Snopes or Snoops or whatever that dog shit website is on me. And I'm going to tell you that that guy owns 50 cats, fucking married an escort, and is full of shit. Yeah. Okay? The Snopes guy? Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. a fucking piece of work, eh? I mean, like, how do you go and believe anything he says when all this Clinton stuff came out that conspiracy theorists said was true, 
that you told us we were crazy about, and you yep. just dropped us some yep. Snoop Snoop shit, and now he's totally wrong. Yep, one so after another. Like, yeah. That? Yep. I saw that they did a poll recently that American citizens, 50% of the population believes in a conspiracy theory of some sort. And the most common one for us, I guess where it's all started really in modern times, is JFK. And that is the white belt level. And then from there, it just kind of pitter-patters off to where you get people want to emotionally immediately be like, so are you a Sandy Hook denier? And they're like, man, why are you bringing up kids? We're talking about like the deep state and we're, we're, we're trying to get to like a realness, you know? We've gone through that with, uh, yeah. I don't know if we talked about that last time, but we had a Satanist on and for some reason he didn't remember the name of the podcast. So we're like, hey, welcome to Tinfoil Hat. He's like, what's the name of the podcast? We go, Tinfoil Hat. He's like, are you guys one of those, are you guys conspiracy theorists? We're like, yeah. He goes, what are you guys, one of those Sandy Hookers? I'm like, is the Satanist calling us crazy people? <laughs> He's a good guy. Lucian Greaves is a really good dude. He is, and he apologized for that, and then we got on to the interview, but... Yeah, he's the founder of the Satanic Temple, which is different from the Church of Satan. Yeah, yeah. Ironically, yeah. I, I got to check this here now. I, I retweeted the Church of Satan today. Oh, what are you doing? Fuck. After I we did that, all After we did that one podcast? Oh, my God. Where is it? Uh Oh, here it is. In Satanism, sexual activity is only advocated between consenting adults. Yeah. In Christianity, well, some 14-year-olds look 20. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus, Let me ask Darren. you something. It was because some pastor came out and made a quote. So I don't know. Are I you, laughed. I had to you, retweet it. I didn't endorse it. I, I retweeted it. Now, are you anti-Satanism? No, probably not. No, I'm I'm agnostic about the whole thing, but we did have a, we did have a really interesting show with a with a pastor on who basically Battle was in Satanist. like spiritual warfare. Like it's with a Anton, fucking crazy yeah, story. And you know, I do I've read a little bit about exorcisms, and I kind of think there's something going on there. So I don't the good versus evil thing. I I don't know what to think of it, man. It's uh, yeah. Sometimes I think it's just all subjective, and and sometimes I. I think there is uh, like spiritual warfare going on at the highest level. Do you guys personally have any uh, paranormal experiences? Have you ever come across anything weird? Bump in the night? I've seen camping? a UFO. Shit. Yeah, I've had it's, UFO, it's really just UFO like sighting. A, and, oh, like a, what do they call them? Fast trackers? Fast or walkers or something, yeah. yeah. I had a pretty intense sighting and uh, a ghost experience when I was younger and kundalini awakening and stuff like that but i mean you know that's that's about the extent of it really a, little, a lot of synchros and precognition yeah. little things and things yeah. like that i uh saw i mean i never saw saw it i mean i was at the comedy store i've had two instances where there was like what was that uh one of them was uh i was in the green room the main room and uh the main room's like the biggest prestigious it's probably the second biggest the second most prestigious room in L.A. in terms of comedy. The first one is obviously the O.R., the original room. That is the dojo. And then the, prestige-wise, it's the, it's the main room. And it has a giant green room because it used to be, a, you know, a, a, a burlesque club for the mob. And uh, the rumor is a lot of people have been killed at the comedy store back when it was Ciro's. And so I was in the back green room and like it's a, they have a, a room where obviously everybody used to do cocaine and then they have a dressing room on the side and there's a shower in there. And I'm just hanging out, get my set to go. And the fucking shower uh, nozzles just start turning, dude, and water starts going down. I'm like, what the f I mean, ghost take bass. Is that what's going on here, dog? And then the other one was I saw something, a spirit move in the lobby of the main room. 
it was all dark, but there was a sliver of light. And I don't know where the sliver of light came from because there was no light source there. It was literally pitch black with a sliver of light. And I look, I go, where's that light come from? I look at the light and there just something just passes right in front of it. And I have no clue how that happened. It, I literally don't know how that light source got there. It couldn't come from the street. And then it's boom, something passes right wow. in front of it. Wow. I, I sometimes have some weird like experiences that I like. I have some... I'm not going to get into them too much here, but I have some experiences in my past that that I never really thought of at the time, but now kind of haunt me of like how fucking sketchy they were of what I was up to, you know, whether it's like climbing up some sketchy shit at work and fucking, I, I was wondering the other day if that's got, because I was the other day I caught myself thinking about like fucking what the fuck was I thinking? And it's been like seven years, you know, I shouldn't give a fuck anymore, eight years. But I wonder if it's like, I died there in one of, you know, in one, in of, my, in, in one of my timelines that was fucking oh, I hurt. never thought about that. That is so interesting. Maybe that's what deja vu is when you're sitting at a stop sign and really like in another dimension, you got T-boned by yeah. like a big rig and that's where you. I never thought that is so interesting. I know you guys do a lot of synchros. Uh, I didn't mention it on our last podcast. Our last podcast. Oh, wait, we... Do you have a synchro? Uh, I hope not. Oh. It's a. Since I've now been sober for a while, I have been dreaming. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dreaming like a yeah. motherfucker. And like, I didn't, what it's like the, the Blades of Glory, Will Ferrell, he's like, dreams? I haven't had one of those in years. <laughs> that was me, you know, like cannabis and drugs, like kept like dreams at bay. But I have these insanely like vivid dreams and I've been dreaming this reoccurring dream for the past, oh, wow. almost like two weeks How now. big is my dick in this dream? And it's, uh, I like, <laughs> can distinctly see like a ginormous earthquake hitting and like LA just being like devastated. Wow. Me, and, man, what is it? Dutch sense has been predicting that for quite some time now. And we haven't had Duchesne? one. No. What the fuck? Why do you, is it's it so I thought it was Dutch sense. It is. It is. Do you can follow Dutch sense? No. He's like this fucking earthquake predicting guy on Twitter. I've been trying to get him on. But apparently he he's like a big ones come to LA. Yeah, he like watches it and predicts it. He's like a disaster predictor. Does he have a Twitter? Can I get an Amber Alert from this motherfucker that something's about to happen? Yeah, there's an app too. What's that fucking app I yeah, got? Let me know what it is. I've dude. got an app too. So if my app goes off, I'll fucking text you. Or you could just tell me what the app is so I can use it. I mean, like I'm I live here, I would like to know. So Ryan, what happens? You wake up in the middle of the night and what? I, I wake up and I go check the Did news to make sure because I'm a little bit outside LA and I go and check the news to see if anything's like yeah it feels it, like yeah, yeah. happen. Uh, I don't want it to happen, but it's been way too long since we've had one, and we sit on the San Andreas fault line. I don't know. I don't know if it's maybe like I'm seeing Harp finally coming online and they're going to go using some deep ground penetrating type weapon, but it is crazy, man. It's called it the crazy. Disaster Prediction app. There you go. What should we call it? Uh, let's call it what it is. And it's like three bucks or something. Uh, it's three dollars well spent. That's what we do in Canada here, too. We call something like the Northern Territories. And the Twitter guy is Dutch since. Oh. Half the Pacific plate has moved in less than 48 hours. Get the word out to anyone who lives around the Pacific. Earthquakes are spreading across the Pacific. This was posted five days ago. 
So this is me getting the word out to you guys. When do they say it's happening? He just said that fucking shit is going down. This is from... (laughs) (laughs) That's really good. Is that the the technical term he just used? Here's his tweet Uh, from... Hey, dude, it's a red alert. That means shit is going down. (laughs) Here's his tweet from two days ago. Half the Pacific plate has moved in less than 48 hours. Get the word out to anyone you know who lives around the Pacific. Earthquakes are spreading across the Pacific and planet. Visible proof here. And then that's a link to his website, which has a lot going on. It's his, his website is really visually appealing, so I put some credit in it. Oh, my uh, God. So, yeah, Ryan, we have a lot of listeners emailing in precognitive dreams. And, I mean, this is the type of thing that, that somebody like Aaron might be able to get. I mean, there's a lot of research now on precog, and there's a lot of, you know, a lot of studies that are showing how, how real it is. Yeah, and these dreams are crazy that people like have, that. man. And they get the insanely predictive. seems to be a thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I, don't um, know, I feel like that's a spot that's going to open up, uh, you know, with all this consciousness research as well. What do you guys, not to just jump around topics, what do you think about those Santa Rosa fires? And that was the Northern California fires that all broke out. Do you guys hear anything about directed energy weapons being used? Yeah, that's what I've been, I've been hearing of. Yeah, smart meters and directed energy weapons. and Yeah, yeah I didn't sc- think much of it, but then I seen some pretty crazy pictures. Yeah. But, well, we had a, uh, we, did we talk about this on any of our podcasts? We, we had a guy come to the show at, uh, the La Jolla comedy show, the second tinfoil hat comedy night. And I asked him where he's from. He said, Santa Rosa. So we asked him and he's like, I don't know nothing. I don't know nothing. And we're like, okay, that's, that's really weird. Your city just burned down and you don't know nothing. Interesting. So we did the show and we're about to release the video on our, uh, there's a great video of Eddie Bravo fighting with two drunk scientists over flat earth. It is fucking gold. It is so fucking gold. Nobody. It's just like cats just fucking throwing barrels of yarn at each other. Just just nobody's paying attention. But after the show, this guy comes up and goes, Hey man, I'm from Santa Rosa. And the reason I didn't say anything is because I saw some crazy shit. He goes, my friend and another guy that we don't even know. We're Snapchatting the whole thing. And and they Snapchatted guys restarting fires. Fuck. Yeah. Like like how? Just like guys actually out there in just re- random guys just restarting fires. Fuck. Yes. Now there is sometimes because I used to fight fire in the bush. There is sometimes that you start a fire uh, to stop a fire. That sounds like a new sex. Move. Oh, that's yeah. No, that's so. The, and this wasn't what Darren was saying. A like controlled burn. The controlled so you, burn. You basically, just, you burn up the fuel. So, so the fire hits there. It it's not continue. going anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Mm, interesting. Interesting. He didn't, I didn't, I didn't know that thing. So I couldn't ask him. Yeah. They're thinking that the reason that a lot of the, cause the fires all broke out around like 1 AM and firemen that saw it, that we're witnessing it like the winds whipped up out of nowhere so those first like real high power winds and then almost like simultaneously 60 fires like broke out like simultaneously i have a friend of mine who listens to the show and then the power went out in a big areas before they even like hit any like type of power like grids and people were stuck in hotels and they couldn't get out of their like automatic lock and they had to jump out like second story windows yeah and fuck dude you tell me it's uh the idea that we're trying to clear off a path of area, so now we can use that for future, I don't know. There's also a lot of stuff about, you know, it's like big, big pharmaceuticals and 
wanting to take over land for, you know, like a farming. So they, you know, if they can control the weather, you know, why do we have any droughts in certain areas? California drought for like five years. We had it for a long time. Guys couldn't grow crops. They end up selling their land. You know, there's all that crazy stuff, which when it comes to money and power, I completely agree. I, I think that it's possible. Well, there's, yeah, well, there's companies out there. places like California where it's like land is hard to come by. Like in Canada, we take land for granted. Well, there's companies out there doing that. They're controlling weather, they, you know, weathermodification.inc or whatever. There's a couple of them. And they just go out there and they cloud seed and they fuck up with, you know, they increase storms or they create droughts or, you know, increase rainfall. What? It's crazy, man. And they're going, and they're doing this in like all kinds of states. There's like 50 programs going on right now. So how is that affecting California's weather? How is that affecting, as if they know, as if they're scientific. That's what bugs me the most, I think, is that... This is a conspiracy that affects us. It affects our. It could affect our health. It could affect our weather. As if they know how that's going to affect the the global weather systems. That's pretty. I'm sure that's pretty hard to scientifically predict. You know, that's so. The flat Earth is one thing because who could? They, what people have been saying lately about the flat Earth, like, I don't care because it doesn't affect me. Whether the Earth is flat or the Earth is round, who cares in my daily life? But there's a lot of these things that we talk about, like the weather modification or 9/11 or these ones that are just too hard to ignore. They do affect us. I couldn't agree more. That was a big discussion I had with Josh Wolf. He's like, at the end of the day, what can we do? I mean, we can't do anything. I go, dude, we are we are part of tyranny right now. We are going into seven countries. We are causing famine, mass migrations. We are affecting millions of people's lives because you just, well, what can you do? Well, you can do. You can pay attention. You can do a little research, yeah, man. Yeah. And I'm not painting Josh Wolf as a bad guy. That's not what that's yeah, that's yeah. just the Armenian of me flaring up on him, you know. But at the end of the day, he's a nice guy. He didn't mean it like that. No, it's but just that's an example. Yeah. 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 Of uh we uh, we have a problem with that with this lack of uh uh knowledge and ability to follow what's really going on and not seeing it. Like and, and especially when I hear conspiracy theorists talk about Islamic jihadists. I, I completely you, you get off my list of credible conspiracy theorists because anybody that knows anything does just has to do a little research and they'll find out we fund terrorism, that the American government fully funds terrorism. And if they don't fund it, their allies, Saudi Arabia and Israel are right in with that. Those are big things. The deep state. Now, I, I shouldn't say that country. There's a dude in Saudi Arabia trying to figure out how he's going to get a fucking dinner tonight so he doesn't have anything to do with it it's it's this group mentality but the deep states of all these countries are working together to fucking fund terrorism so we beg them to save us and it's just like you gotta pay attention what do you guys have you guys been paying attention to the saudi purge by chance yeah yeah darren darren uh, has been yeah a little bit yeah yeah it's definitely interesting i mean there's all sorts of different rabbit holes there to the Saudi assassins in Vegas. Have you gone into any of that? Yes, dude. Yeah. I mean, if nothing else, it's fun. But well, there's definitely something there. Now, I mean, a whack of fucking people got arrested, and if nothing else, it seems like you know Trump had something to do with it. And well, and the Clinton Foundation is getting being affected by it yeah, as well. Like it, there, it seems, seems to like, me like something's going on in the background that could finally come come to fruition here. Well, the numbers originally of the arrest through the mainstream media was 11 people. And as I've done studies, I've seen that number get up to 500 people. 
you know, that you never hear about. And that there's a lot. It was 11 or the, uh, it was like 11 princes. Yeah, but like like other motherfuckers. Yeah. Like, yeah, like major players, man. Like arresting of people that you can't buy or sell because they have so much money. Money doesn't mean anything to them. You know, and then like, okay, the shooter was in the four seasons of that hotel, which is the top five floors, which is where also they say this assassin team was. There's a video of you seeing people on this trailer moving in the shadows. It's like there's so many coincidences, you know, the, the one guy who's now dead slowly walking through the Tropicana. Like, I mean, walking like Sanford and Son kind of boom, 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 boom. Who, which guy, like he's which guy the paddock guy? Vince Mc... What? Which guy, the paddock guy? No, 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 the Saudi prince. Oh, yeah, with all the fucking, with the, with all the uh, SWAT team Armed around guards? to protect him? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, he just dude, got his bag like of bouillon. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. So, I mean, like, something bigger went on. A lot of people now believe that was a cover for an assassination attempt uh. of one of the guys who directly runs how the world goes. I mean, like a giant player in the world scene, that guy walking through there. is isn't like whenever you hear the word Saudi, like it's never really said in a positive manner. Is well, weren't the Saudis the ones they've tried to like pin 9-11 on? A pin? How do you pin something on someone that they did? <laughs> it's they did it. They were part of it. Yeah, pin, pin would mean that they didn't have anything to do with it. You tried to fit it on them. Yeah, yeah. Pin is when you like Stephen Avery and making a murder. They, or when you get busted, it's when you get busted too, isn't it? They pinned it on me. No, no. Or, they, no. or it's a bigger thing, but you could only get that one guy that was part yeah, of it, so you pinned yeah, it on him. Exactly, exactly. Which is that, that in that context, yeah, Ryan could be onto something there because I'm sure there's multi levels to that whole thing. I mean, you know, the Saudis might have only been involved in the level of uh, crashing the planes in the tower, not destroying the two towers. Like, you know, like um, Joseph Farrell talks about that the different levels of these conspiracies, and that's what really makes sense to me is that you know not everybody's read into all the different things that are going to happen. Yeah, there's different levels to a conspiracy too. How many people were involved? And all that stuff is definitely a part of it. I do think they were high up in that, seeing that 19 of the hijackers were from, basically, Saudi Arabia. So, since we're all in the same kind of tribe, I was wondering, do you guys like have like a bug out plan or a bug out bag? Or do you Jesus. guys have one? You say the Wi-Fi goes down tomorrow. What's What do you do? What's number one? I come over. Um, I, I go. <laughs> come here? This is, am I your first stop? <laughs> Am I your first stop? Uh, probably. I don't know. No, I, you know what? I've been thinking about that, actually. I've been just thinking about getting a bug but I don't have one. I can I hold out here for like a while. November 4th, I got a bug ban on November 3rd. I went to the store, and I just started buying stuff, and I had no clue what to buy. So I brought ham, Wonder Bread, uh, peanut butter and jelly. What and- the fuck? That's, yeah. a, that's what a bug out bag is i thought that it, was like in case like the shit goes down let me see. yeah it was so, like i i'm completely unprepared i'm completely as long as unprepared. i have my weed my family we're good to go we get like 
You know, it's Canada. How are you guys it's, getting it's out of Canada. town? You... No, it's not tough to get out of town. Like out of town is like five. Is like literally well, for him. It's like a twenty seconds away. Yeah, but can, for me, I I'm stuck in the, the city. So I can see the inter. Well, what would you would call the interstate from my house? It's like literally five hundred feet away. But the question is, how many people are going to be on that interstate? That's but, our problem. Uh, I live yeah, right next okay. to a major highway. Yeah, like you've got a wave. There's there's more people in California than there is in all of Canada, and most yeah, of those yeah. most of those people are like on the other side of Canada from where we are. So the BC people are going to stay put. I'm okay where I am for a while because I, I'm right beside a lake that's got water. I got my Berkey filter, <laughs> and there's there's fish and shit in there. Yeah, I gotta start putting together. I, got, I gotta start doing it. No, I just buy. I'm just gonna go to Infowars and buy one of those fucking kits. Yeah, and I'm then not I gonna mess check. around shopping and all that stuff. I'm just gonna go buy the fifty dollar kit that lasts me like thirty days or something. Like that's all I need, just enough to. I have thought about double getting... down for sixty days because it might <laughs> no. be. I think the apocalypse might go more than thirty days. <laughs> well, yeah, how long is the apocalypse gonna be, dog? I'm just waiting I... to buy my guns because I got my. I did my course and got my license and everything, so I'm just waiting for my approval, and then I'll have a couple of shot, uh, a couple of rifles. Yeah, I got so get guns. Help out. But the way I think about it, I do think if I could have four jerry cans full of gas sitting in my garage. Or, or so then a couple could, guns and your weed and some water you're good to go <laughs> yeah i've always got i've got my water so my berkey can i can drink fucking pond water if i run it through there and i've got my truck I've, i can as long as i can figure out a way to if i've usually yeah, got, but you run out of gas yeah, that's well, why i got run the four jerry cans because usually, usually i keep my truck pretty full i try not to get it less than half and i can get like fucking 1200 kilometers out of a tank so if i have four jerry cans i could get to my hometown and my hometown is like in the Canadian Shield where fucking there's tons of fucking fish, deer, moose. Because, I mean, you could survive in Alberta, the, but it depends. You know, the first bit's going to be sketchy because everyone's going to be killing everything to eat it. Yeah. So, so, like, if you could have, like, two months or three months worth of canned food to just wait it out till those people starve and kill each other. But I'd probably just fucking hit the road. Because, I mean, seriously, if you get to... You could just go to find an acreage someplace that's abandoned. I think I would just, I would get together with the community and help people. You would just be raped and spit out. No, it's not. People aren't going to get like that. People are going to, the best of people will come out. The best in people will come out in that situation. Until you run into mine and fucking James's street gang that's slowly (laughs) taking over the city and creating a literal America. Is this your sex slave that you guys let out of the cage to come hang out in the podcast? Say hi, hi, James. He's our handler. Yeah. Is that what you call the gimp up there, the handler? Yeah. He's showing up late as usual, but brought gifts. That's fine. And he's eating, what, beef stew? My bug out bag is uh, three items. It's uh, the Tibetan Book of the Dead, which I'll start reading. Then I'm going to put on an adult diaper, and then I just have one bullet and a one gun, and that way I don't leave a mess for someone behind. <laughs> nice. Oh. nice. So your uh, exit plan is the exit. Yeah. So I, Ryan, I just got a text from someone listening live, and he says, I plan on murdering anyone that stands in my way and taking anything I need. <laughs> so that's what you're up against. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, I think I think you guys, have you guys ever been to a traffic light that goes out? Have you ever been there when yeah. the light goes out? And, yeah. I mean, welcome back to caveman land. No, Everyone's it's fine <laughs> in Canada. We just, we, we, just, we just say sorry to each other and we take wave. Turns. And, yeah, we just wave each other. Stop. Everybody, all four people are waving at once. No, you go. No, you go. Oh, not out here, dude. It is like, fuck you. Fuck you. I, 
I'm the alpha. Fuck you. You know, it gets fucking weird fast. We had a friend that was just cut off in traffic and then they threw a cupcake on their windshield. Yeah. Is nice. that something to be thrown? Jeez. Honestly, I mean, though, I mean, I do plan on getting my, my goal is to get to my truck to a diesel truck eventually because then I can run that shit on like shit I make myself or old grease and oil and, you know, you can definitely run it on your homemade ethanol. Like, my understanding is as long as you get a fucking heated line from your... If you can rig up some sort of line to heat the fucking homemade fuel between your um, tank and your whatever, injectors, so that by the time it gets whatever, there, it's Whatever, that's warm. the hard part right there. I mean, like, that, that is... No, yeah, like, but it's like a $50 you know? part that you, you'd, you'd buy that ahead of time. You'd have that in your garage. So, yeah. like, oh, fuck... I got to put on the whatever. The heater upper, <laughs> the flux capacitor the, heater the, upper. The heater upper, my jigger, yeah. <laughs> hey, so Darren, you're a breeder, right? You've uh, you brought another soul into this universe, correct? A couple, yeah. All right. Uh, have you heard anything about Elsa Gate? Just popped up on no, you guys' radio? No, you guys, te- uh, Sam texted that as a thing, and Graham and I were both baffled. Oh, man. And then I was going to search have- it. I was going to search it, and I was like, no, nah, wait. So. I thought it was Elisa Gate or something. Or is it Elsa? Elisa? Well, Elsa is the character from Frozen. A little like uh, oh boy. children. King Blonde. Let it go, let it go. It's a... Uh, how would you describe it, Sam? Because you were the first one to... How would I describe what? Elsa Gate. Well, basically, I mean, and that... Okay. So basically, it is this... People have slowly come to discover that there are video channels... That are quote unquote dedicated to children that are completely inappropriate, highly violent, highly sexualized, geared towards children. And there's a lot of theories behind it. And one of it is uh, it's meant to teach children learned helplessness, uh, it's meant to promote sexual behavior in children. Uh, and it's a whole bunch of crazy stuff that just it blows your mind that these videos, after us talking about. Your guys's web, your guys' artwork being taken down. Yep. For whatever copyrighted stuff. That Not this stuff is still- No, no, he's saying and whatever oh, copyright okay. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Copyright, inappropriate, yeah, all this yeah, stuff yeah. that's led to you guys being that. I mean, Spider Man and Elsa are copyrighted uh, properties, and the fact that these videos, which have billions of views when you total them all up, are allowed to go without being flagged, demonetized. Any of that stuff, it is crazy. And it's all Spider-Man and Elsa, and they're doing all these crazy sexual things. And really? people are starting to flip out. So, so really is this, is okay, this no, like... No, the, send like, that to me so I can um, put it up on the YouTube. I'm, I'm, um, I'm, I'm thinking that it's one of these desensitization things, you know? There's all this focus on... You know, pedophilia and the Pizzagate thing and all that. And I mean, we know, we all know, we've been talking about this stuff openly for a little while that it's, you know, people in the UK were taken down. There's all these powerful people that have been charged. They are doing this. It is a thing. And yet, uh, all this stuff is going on almost like to desensitize it, you know, to make it seem like this is becoming a new thing where the age limit's going to drop and this is going to be, it's, it's pretty creepy to me. Yeah, it is really creepy. You know, a lot of people uh, don't agree with me. I, I think Nick Kroll is one of my favorite comics to watch perform. I think he is a, use a baseball term, a five-tool comedian. He's good at everything. There's nothing he's not good at comedically. Um, 
But that new show that everybody loves is kids being sexual. And it's like, we really let it go because it's like animation or it's Nick Kroll or it's fucking Netflix and everyone's like, dude, it's just, but dude, this is like part of that whole thing, this sexualizing of children. Yeah. You know, and it's, you know, what we're seeing right now in the States right now is the politicizing of pedophilia. Meaning when your group gets charged with it, accused of it, you deny it as conspiracy. But when the other side gets accused of it, you buy it hook, line, and sinker and are outraged that nobody else is buying into it. And it, it's it's shockingly uh, disturbing to watch. To oh, be it's, well, with you. even on the other the other side of it is the just the sexual harassment part of it with all these celebrities that are that have been you know. Bitching at Trump for saying that he grabbed, you know, that women like to have their Rats, pussy grabbed or whatever. Pussy, like, yeah. And that's I'm like the worst it got. And then these people yeah. are, you know, complete hypocrites. It's unbelievable. Oh, we see that a lot. And that's why I always say that, you know, the real fight is, you know, and they're very much the same is like the elitist of the left versus the neocons of the right. And they and as much as they fucking act like they don't get along, at the end of the day, they all come around. They're touching dicks, Chinese handcuff style. You know, uh, they're just tip, 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 tipping together. And it's they both serve the same masters. You know, the people who are telling the politicians to do something, the same people are telling these uh, very famous artists what to do. And it's all they all work together. It seems different this time, though. It seems it seems worse. It seems more like the there really is. Um you know, a resistance to Trump because he's an outsider. It's almost like, you know, he's fooling all of them as well. You know, that, but, you know, in the past they would have, uh, I don't, I can't articulate what I was just hearing, hearing on this. I haven't really been paying attention to the mainstream lately. I've kind of given it a break and it, it hasn't really helped, but I think you guys know what I'm saying is that people texting me that said their kids are no longer allowed to watch those videos. Really? eh? Yeah. I'm lucky. My kids aren't there yet. They don't get, they're like not, YouTube and stuff. They just. And, and why isn't YouTube taking them down? Fucking times. Why? Why isn't YouTube taking them down? Why isn't Disney had an outrage that one of their characters are being used like this? There's something creepy going on with this. And then you sent me that video, and that blew my mind. Uh, Ryan sent me a video where basically this guy believes that a lot of these videos, this this clip art stuff, is AI made. Yeah, because it's really poorly animated. So it seems that it's like an algorithm that's just being put together by... doesn't seem to have real human qualities behind it. So they're just picking up on what the trends are, and now they're producing... Based on uh, uh, hashtags and stuff like that, it does a, uh, um, a, a algorithm, and it figures out, and that's how it names its videos, and that's how it puts together the video. But what it does is, is these videos start getting put out by these AI guys, the AI computers, and then real people start mimicking them because they see all the views they get and they want those views. So what do you think, like YouTube and Google have become like self-aware somehow and it's creating this content as some sort of way of trying to communicate? uh, Is that what we're talking about? Not so much communicate, but it's just... Influence, It's like, this is what you want, well, here you go. And since they don't have... Those Google AIs don't have ethics built into them or morality. It's just they strictly just, data, yeah. Wouldn't it try and commun- communicate first? Have you Something seen, before we, it just tried to make us, the kids fuck each other? Well, if, if, if here's what it is, right? Elsa is, was so big 
That's what this video says. It's so big. And so is Spider-Man. So there you go. Frozen, Spider-Man, so big. And then there's other little things that get really big, too. Um, Like, uh, you know, like uh, this famous thing about uh, this knife, a thousand degree knife cutting through stuff. Right. That was that was the example of this guy used, you know, and I uh, do. Can you find the video so we can give this guy credit so we're not just jacking his Mm -hmm. info? But um, so it would find this algorithms and he brought up really good, like how the video is still putting out Gundam style stuff. There's Gundam style veal, even though that song hasn't been big in five years, but it's still the hashtag got so big that the computer it's still up there in the rankings. Yeah. 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 And it's, I mean, that blew my mind because what you see now is AI starting to learn our behavior. Cause they always say, eventually we won't need humans for any entertainment. I go, well, they'll never be able to be comedians. And then, cause I'm a elitist fuck like that. And, but then I'm like, oh, if it's just studying fucking data, exactly. it could possibly yeah. at some point yeah. write a fucking, yeah. Oh, my wife is so dumb. I hate her. It's Guys, ex- what's up with women? You know, I mean, yeah, like, it's an experiment. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? So Ryan, I did want to ask you though before we before we run out of time and stuff is uh, what was your like entrance into this whole world and what was your sort of red pill moment that you have you always been interested in conspiracies and then how did that lead to your the podcast and is there any of those that that you feel like have that that have changed in your mind or that you've grown to um, to think about a little bit more than others? Yeah. Uh... So, I mean, I guess for me, it was 9-11. I was watching that shit live. I was, I was watching it with a bunch of super stoner metalhead guys, and we had the music down, and we were playing uh, God Hates Us All, which just dropped by Slayer. And I was like, this is the beginning of the end. And from that, I just went down the rabbit hole of just constantly YouTubing things. And I would always just, I was always on the CIA website and I was like, well, this seems like the good place to start. And I still go there from time to time. Like, well, they already know I'm looking. Um, (laughs) I like to, it's a mix between, I like stuff that's based in fact and history, anything that seems that there's some sort of historical base to it. Cause it seems that this has been going on for a long time. The power structures trying to keep the blindfold. And then eventually I watched that, famous YouTube, I mean, the, the video with Alex Jones where he snuck into Bohemian Grove and I was hooked. And say what you will about Alex Jones, he definitely is a kook. I feel like he's become Larry the Cable Guy. Like, Larry the Cable Guy was just like a, a character that he did. And then I, he was like, well, this sells, so I'm going to be this guy. There's a discussion about that, about how artists become these characters. Like, uh, Joe Rogan brought up uh, Andrew Dice Clay. Like, his pers- he this character he created became his persona. Yeah. He is Andrew Dice Clay now. Then I started talking to Sam one day. And we talked for hours and hours, and I, I was telling him, "Man, you got to get this guy Greg Carlwood on. I've been listening to him for years, and it just everything came together. Talk about synchronicity, and now here, Sam believed in me. I believe in him, and we're just pushing this forward. We people are interested in it. They know that we're not so opinionated and solidified in our ideas." that we're willing to question everything, you know, and believe basically nothing. Yeah, still- I, I appreciate that. And I think that that's what, that's what makes you guys really good is you guys have that, that sort of comedic community in LA and stuff. And you guys are approaching this and you don't care about like what people are thinking or, or crossing any lines. You're just openly talking about this stuff. And I think that's really needed. I mean, I think that 
it's important to what you guys are doing. And I think it's coming across non-dogmatic and open-minded. Yeah. You're still touching on all these things. I think it's fantastic. What about you, Sam? How did you, uh, like, sort of, what was your red pill moment? I don't think I've heard that that story yet. My, uh, my father, at a very young age, uh, taught me... Uh, basically question everything he said and he said to me and I never left my head he goes don't believe anything you hear and don't believe half of what you see <laughs> so I've always had that you know my dad was incredibly paranoid and he passed it on to me and you know through recovery I've learned to keep that in check you know but I do apply that to television I, I apply that to news and, and anything going on so I, I've always had a healthy skepticism you know especially i mean when you learn about jfk uh I, I feel like that is a great great jumping off point you're like okay something bigger happened here most likely our government uh, assassinated our president and uh yeah and they covered it up yeah, and it's then- very interesting that they named it conspiracy theories anybody who questioned that narrative and it just it just kind of blew me away yeah and then- and i've been going there since yeah, and then from there, as all the, all the wars were started based on fucking conspiracies, I mean, it goes on and on, right? Everything, you know, all the trouble, half the troubles that we're in right now are caused from some, you know, made-up bullshit. Yeah, I mean, you just really go think of a world where 9-11 didn't happen, uh, uh, Sandy Hook, uh, Vegas, Gulf of all Tonkin. this stuff. Yeah, imagine a world like that. What would we live in? There's a famous saying, uh, you should not send a man to war who does not know how to weep. And I think that's where it all strives from is we're sending these, all of our countries, we're sending these guys to do a dirty job. And when they come back, we expect them just to be normal people again. Yeah. Uh, And that's what we had our last episode. That's we just put out yesterday with Zach Leary. You know, he's working with maps and they're, they're working on uh, legalizing basically uh, psychedelics for uh, dealing with mental trauma. And I think that's a huge, huge thing that's moving. But it's like, yeah, you're sending these guys in the war. And then when you start thinking about what our wars are about, they're banker wars. And people don't want to come to grips with that. I mean, like, where is the terrorism from Venezuela? Where is it? Where is it from North Korea? You keep telling me that this guy's, uh, he's going to, I mean, I mean, six months ago, we were laughing because his his missiles were exploding on the runway. Now, all of a sudden, this guy can somehow lob a fucking bomb all this way, man. Or is it that he's sitting on a trillion dollars worth of basically minerals? OK, and uh, and he's stealing like Exxon's oil to fucking for his country. Or he's not so, part of the central banking system. Well, Yep. It doesn't have a centralized bank. You know, it's like, come on, man, do some research. And that's the whole thing. People think we, most of not all of us, but most of us conspiracy theorists just throw up, just regurgitate emotional information. When most of us have done hours and hours of research, not just watch a YouTube video and ran out. Like, <laughs> look at the information you got, cross-examine that with what is actually out there. You know, that's how I knew that that Pedogate was real. When I just started watching all these videos and then I actually looked up what they were talking about and they were 100% accurate. And it's like, holy shit, man, there's a lot of stuff that would have, I mean, 
Hillary Clinton has to be the most unlucky person in the fucking world to be hanging out with so many pedophiles. <laughs> like, I mean, the most unlucky person to have that many convicted pedophiles around her. Yeah. I mean, and listen, man, my I grew up, the, uh, my parents had a friend named Larry Watts who got convicted. That's the only person in my life oh. in 45 years I've met. You hang around Hillary Clinton, you can throw a cat, you'll hit a fucking someone who fucks kids. It's just unfucking believable. Yep. Yeah. And and never mind all the people that have suicided themselves around there. It, you know, it was like 47. And out of those numbers, 12 of them are bodyguards, all under the age of 45. Yeah, that's just fucking, there's so many coincidences, you can't just slough it off. It's unbelievable. It's out there. That's cool. That 12th bodyguard was like, what happened to the other 11 guys? They're like, ah, they just quit. They just quit. They're, all, they're managing hot topics right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude, I think that's a big thing. I think the Clintons, you are now seeing an abandonment of the Clintons. Yep. Well, it's going to take uh, a while, right? Like, how do you go into that and diffuse that situation? Like, if, even if... What if what if it is all you, you are draining the swamp? Maybe you are, and you want to go in there, and you got all these people, and you're like, holy fuck. And there's all these, and if you believe the Q and all that, then the NSA's on board, and the military's on board, and you go in, and you're like, okay, holy fuck, look at all, all these motherfuckers are dirty. It's unbelievable. Oh, and, it is, man, and it's done. So how do you, but, think- but how do you, you can't go arrest Clinton and fucking... Yeah, but you All these people. Yeah, That's but if you do, thing. you're going to have fucking world war. You're going to have, uh, sorry, not world war, a civil war. You're going to have literal civil war in your streets. So they've got to slowly, like, even if you want to do it, you've got to do it. Real so that's slowly why that's... and tenderly, and I think the Saudi thing could even be if if that's what's happening, the Saudi thing would be attached to it because that's a huge that's a big part revenue source. Have... Okay, so that's gone yep. now. Okay, we got the money, and we haven't freaked out the Amer- you know, the left yet. For lack of a better term, I'm not saying We've left been- for left, but you know, if that's the case, like you, if you go arrest the Clintons and Obama and whoever the fuck else, say if they're all dirty and they all get arrested right now, I mean, you're going to have literal civil war the next day. Well, it's well, happening because I mean- everyone, they've painted Trump, the media and the CIA or whoever's doing it, have painted Trump as such an authoritarian figure now that it will be like, holy fuck, they were right, he is Hitler, he's arresting all these fucking political people, all these political opponents, political arrests, and you're going to have civil war. So, I mean, it could take, if you wanted to do it, you'd have to do it real delicately if you didn't want, you know, impeachment on the easy side and literal fucking war in the streets on the other side. It's because crazy. the old civil war had a dividing line of north and south. The new one's yeah. going to be like neighbors. And Ideology. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like how, that's fucked peace, up. I think we should try to do everything peaceful in our own lives. But I mean, our country, I mean, Jefferson said it the tree of liberty must be refreshed from time to time with the blood of patriots and tyrants. It's the natural manure. Yeah. That's why I believe in so, your right to bear guns. And listen, man, I believe these sex acts. These, the, all this sexual harassment shit is leading up to that. Oh, that's they're either was... trying to get you fucking, they're trying to either get you desensitized to it or they're getting ready, you ready for it. Yeah, so that's when what I was thinking. It goes come, with, yeah, yeah. It, your head doesn't explode. You do. Hey, since you guys did talk about Trump there, I want to tell your guys' listeners and ours, there's a podcast called The Dollop, and they did a two-part episode, so it's like three hours long, and it's about the history of Donald Trump, starting with his father, 
moving on right up into him, not even being elected. And it is historical based and it will blow your fucking mind because there's no thing you can deny. This is all from facts and like records. And I don't know. Yeah. Aaron, oh, Aaron is on it. He's seeing other podcasts. You cheater. Yeah, Aaron got he I get to hear his soul get broken when he got to listen to it live. So the doll <laughs> the Trump episode, it's episode three hundred. Definitely check it out. It'll uh, well, what, are, bit of you. what are some of the things that what are some of the things that surprised you in there? What are the big things? Yeah. Uh that he's full on has a lot of like sexual harassment full on like he has literally grabbed pussies since nineteen eighties. And He's never like ever had a drink in his life. He had a brother that like basically died of alcoholism and never tried to help him. Uh, his father was just a piece of shit. It's just it's he comes from a long line of just like shit bags, and now that's our president in chief. So it, it, it disheartens me to realize like that we can't have this fucker for another eight, for eight years. This has got to be his one term. And well, come on, you know. well, I agree with it. And I, I, you know, people want that's what I'm saying about like politicizing, you know, pedophilia and sexual assault, dude. You know, when you're calling out the Clintons, you're not saying that Trump's a good guy. That's at least not what I'm saying. They're all friends with Epstein's, both of them, both of them. So, I mean, like, they both got fucking blood on their hands. But but it's the it's the reaction from one side when their side gets cued to something that I think is the real problem in this country. That that's why I don't want to join groups anymore. Yeah. Because I am forced to defend actions of people I don't personally know, will probably never meet, had no influence on their decision making. Yeah. I think there's a fine line between sex and violence. I know in our brains. That's why we like love like action movies that have some sex scene and they're just like fighting and fucking and it's been a theme that whenever there's some sort of mass shooting some violent act terrorism on our our land now immediately is something super hypersexual put out into the media so the last little thing we had was you know the louis ck the whole creepers in hollywood more and more i don't yeah, want that, that ain't dying down eh i wonder so, how many people are like oh my god when is it gonna be me well, if, I don't want it to happen, but I would not be surprised. Ryan literally asked me if I had anything I had to worry about. I, that's what Darren's been asking me. I was like, yeah, no, I didn't I'm... worry about it. I go, no, dude, I'm a gentleman. I'm a scumbag, but I'm a gentleman. Yeah, I was wondering if Grant wanted to get out. No, everybody I've so tied up wanted to be tied up there, and that's yeah, okay. good to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you guys really are like us. The uh, the normal one is kind of kinky, and the weird one kind of. <laughs> We're gonna creep home, boy. <laughs> so, I, what was I gonna say about that? The, uh, the, the, oh, the. What was I gonna say? Go ahead. I can't remember. The desensitizing. Oh, the, the violence, the political violence. I mean, that's that's what's really surprising me lately. Is there's no, you know, call down from the top of left or right on this, you know, you punch doing? a Nazi yeah. political violence bullshit. Like, to me, there's no excuse for that violence. Like, in self-defense is one thing, but, I mean, what do you guys think about this, you know, just uh, this propagation I, of violence? I think uh, so much of this stuff is uh, made up by the media. Yep. Uh, I think this notion, uh, you remember at one point, fucking Nazis were everywhere. If you if you lift your bed pillow, there's a Nazi just waiting right there to bring fascism. So I uh, 100% think a lot of this stuff is 
fake uh, false flag stuff. Yep. I mean, look at the look at the the Vegas shooting. As soon as that story got away from them from the fucking jump, <laughs> and they tried to use all the old things they do, FBI, and everyone's like, even my girlfriend who hates conspiracies, like something happened there, right? So then the Texas shooting happened, and then that that the, where'd that story go? Where's that story gone? It's funny when that Texas shooting happened. I was uh, right next to. I was, I was working on this uh, this project, and I was right next to this black guy. And we, we I was like, "Do you see what happened today?" He's like, "Yeah, it sucks." And neither of us knew. I was like, "Do you think it's a white guy?" He's like, "Yeah, it's a shooter for sure. It's a white guy." <laughs> I was like, and I was like, "But it's in a Baptist church." He's like, "It could be a black guy." And then we looked at the name, and it said Devin. And then we were like, "Oh fuck, this could go either way right here." <laughs> And then I was like, it's probably a white guy, though. You know, I mean, we do do killing a lot better, you know. And then it, he was like, he, we had this whole race thing. We were like, it's not me. And then finally I was like, yeah, it's fucking my people. I'm sorry. Man. Well, you know, man, the thing about all these shootings is like, hey, do you guys remember when uh, cops are getting killed at a ginormous clip? And that that just all went away, just suddenly stopped. And the shooters were all had the same characteristics, former military black guys who conveniently were killed. Uh, where is the pictures of the, the Texas shooter in the car dead? Where are those pictures? Has anyone seen them? This fucking NRA superhero that, that just was able to clip this guy as he was running off from a far away, clipped him dead? Where are the pictures? Wouldn't you put out that the guy is dead? It's just like they can't pull it off anymore. They just throw this out to get people nervous, and what they've done is desensitize to us. And I don't know, maybe that was their plan too. I don't know. Do you think, do you think, do you think more people are falling into that trap, or are more people waking up? Because I flip flop back and forth, and I, I feel like more. I can talk to more and more people about this stuff in day to day life, but there still seems to be a really large percentage of the population, especially in the states, that are just they just want to desensitize the mass shooting so that they can just when people are fucking around, they can just walk in places and gun the place down. Well, no, but they, they, they don't want to believe in that. There's there's uh, dark forces at work here. They want to believe what Don Lemon is telling you on exactly. CNN. Exactly, that's what I'm getting. And that at. guy's a dumpster fire of a human being. We have a lot of listeners scattered across the entire nation, and there's people waking up, you know, in all parts of the world. But I can only say what I know personally. There is a large percentage of Americans where it is the movie Napoleon Dynamite. It's, there is a large percentage of just Napoleons and Uncle Ricos that would rather just get up, Ooh. go to work, watch The Voice, go to sleep, repeat. Aaron just shook his fun. head. I've been to Idaho not too recently. And Idaho, there's people waking up, but there's people that are going deeper into sleep. Yeah, so that's, yeah. that's the civil war that's happening. It's yeah. like a survival civil war. Aaron, thoughts? Okay, all right. No, so I don't. Idaho's on, my on. other direction as a backup plan. <laughs> Idaho's beautiful, though, man. Let me tell you, I, I was like, I could move here. I could move to Stanley like any day now. I can't tell if you're wearing a bathrobe, just got out of the shower, uh, or you're freezing cold. He's I can't. Are you a it's, pimp? It's Canadian pimp? It's my robe. I love man. it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So, what are we so here's the question. Guys? So we were talking about about how how crazy it's gotten with the media and the psyops and everything else. So when do you guys think that started to turn? One more time, sorry. When did you guys start to notice that shit was getting fucked up? 
Like when, like grandma's just talking about how they can't keep up anymore. It's just out of control. And like, you can't trust the news anymore. And you got this fucked up shit going on on YouTube that you guys have started about. Like when, oh. when did that all start to happen? Like when was the last time it was fucking half, half normal? And the, there's a, there's most recent 2012. Yeah, I, oh, maybe what? mine was nine 11. I, I, when they, when we, when, when MSNBC and CNN all just started pounding the fucking the narrative, the, the, yeah. the drums of war. And we never questioned anything. And it was so obvious there was lying going on. Yeah. And I watch what what I really love to do is, and you guys can do this, when you talk to people who don't believe in conspiracies, how quickly they use another conspiracy to shoot down your conspiracy. <laughs> and a great example is this, is like I was taking meetings right after 9-11 when they were thinking about going into Iraq. And this guy I met with, he decided to get political in this meeting. And he goes, yeah, well, we got to go in. They got uh, weapons of mass destruction. I go, they haven't found any yet. He goes, see, what happens here is what, what I've been told is they have underground railroads. And that's how they're moving the nuclear weapons around. And I'm like, holy shit, he just made up a conspiracy to fight off a thing, a narrative he doesn't want to believe in. So he literally made something up. And that's what you see a lot. You see a lot of this where people will make up a conspiracy to defeat a conspiracy. It's just unfortunate. That's right. It's yeah. funny. Graham says 2012 because the reason I brought it up because someone had posted in the chats that 2012 is when that, that Smith months or whatever act was repealed and it became okay exactly. to, to start running fucking that was propaganda. In yeah, it was 2012. Yeah. That's when it became Holy okay shit. to start that running propaganda on home soil. Yeah. It's so like before That's then you couldn't even broadcast fucking Voice America, Voice of America inside American borders because it's considered propaganda. But now ever since 2012, propaganda or whatever you, you know, it's all open game on the home front. It you, is unbelievable. Have you guys heard about that Smith Month Act? No, but I know some with Obama where I didn't know the name of it, but I know he passed the legislation said it's okay for the government to use uh to spread propaganda can you believe that it was creepy after 9 11 i remember having thoughts of i'd see everyone with their american flags like double american flags in the car and i get it um it was a tragedy but i was like this isn't right like is this what it was like you know before we went to war like any other time like why why can't we have a, a, an earth flag let's well, be humans first nationalism we... people in and, and, and it's only in america where people get mad at nationalism. I don't know another country where they don't celebrate their country. Yeah. It's just America, because what happened is that in this country, the media has made it so that white people can't celebrate being white. America was the last bastion of hope. I mean, as civilization goes, literally where we're standing, maybe Hawaii, it's the last place that was civilized. We crossed the, went across from the East Coast and went Wild West mode and it's been nothing but violence all throughout history. We left Europe because it was fucked up and we we're getting persecuted for religion and whatnot. We were supposed to come here and not be about the same thing we came from. And we became. Yeah, but dude, where is it? But we yeah, got a president besides a king. And then now, instead of a parliament, we have a Congress. And but that's just a different name American for it. It's a Whopper, it's a Big Mac. It's no, but it was supposed to be free, right? Where you have to, you're yeah. supposed to have all these inherent freedoms and, you know. And then it seemed like it just, it seemed like it was like the ideal situation, except it was used as an experiment almost, you know, for the, for the globalists and the Bank of England, really, it seems to me like America I, just turned into an experiment. 
It's I think it's a long game done by some fucking bisexual reptilians. And the long game is that they use the United States. They created this thing. They grew the middle class and they threw all this money into the military because nowhere else was going to be big enough to create a military that would fucking be able to patrol the whole entire world. That's what I mean. Now that they've got that, now they're starting to pull back all the liberties and pull back this and control the fucking the the whole thing. I, I don't think nationalism is necessarily bad. I don't think there's anything wrong with cheering on you, the United States, USA, because everybody does it. Uh, but the problem is, it's so closely, it's been so closely connected with, uh, you know, uh, white supremacy in this country. Because you can't say I'm a white guy. I'm proud to be white. People flip out on that. <laughs> but if you say I'm proud to be American, you can get away with that. But that, the only people saying I'm proud to be American are white people because. You can say I'm proud to be black. You can claim your crew. You know, no, in America, you white people can't claim their crew. They you don't agree, Ryan? Oh, Ryan's rolling his eyes at you. Yeah, I show me one other country where they they can't say I'm proud to be that because Canada. in Canada or England, oh, it's slipping away. Love Can- being Canadians. Oh, being Canadian. I thought you were saying white. I was going to say you can't no. go around saying you're proud to be white in Canada either. No, but you can say you're proud to be Canadian. Oh yeah, yeah. Like in America, that's a that's a that's a ridiculous rule because it's so associated because they've broken us down the powers that be into groups to fight with each other. Because yep. I believe it's race as a construct to divide us. Yeah, and what we the reason racism exists is because there's race. So we we need to start fucking and make ourselves just nice and beige, like look like Bruno Mars in like two hundred years. We can dance, sing, and dunk. You know, like. You're falling into the trap. You know what's funny? I don't know. Complete, I, mean, conf- I love redheads. I love redhead girls that are freckly and green-eyed and shit. But well, they're going to be gone, bro. They'll be I gone know. from the face of the earth. Are you, you willing to give that up? Yeah, I, I want. I, I like brown people. I'm fucking. I want the second coming of funk. So, but they're, they're, so that's fine if you have the beige race in a couple hundred years. But don't you want some cult, some culture as well? Don't you want to be re- able to retain some? Culture from you know a thousand years ago or five hundred five hundred years ago. What are you a white culture. supremacist girl? No, what, see, what are you talking about? Look at the, like the, like the, I don't know the, the East Indians in the community or the Chinese or the Italians or whoever. Like they've all got their own culture. Like does it have to be one you know mishmash in two hundred years? Well, when I hear the word culture, all I can think of is Terrence McKenna. Culture is not your friend. You know what I mean? It's the whole concept that these traditions are designed to just rule us, then we need to break everything. We need to throw everything away. Throw away political systems, throw away... As Fuck human- groups, man! Yeah, That's yeah, what but I'm then, saying! Then you're throwing away fucking shamanism... You're throwing away... You're throwing a, a lot... You're throwing a lot of baby out with that bathwater. Shamanism is be like pre-society. Once we built up walls... Back, like back in the day when we were tribalistic and in small numbers, which it only works really like at 130 or something like that, everybody fucked everybody, and everybody treated their kids like they were they they were your kids. Nobody fucked – you wouldn't fuck your own kid unless you were fucked up, you know? So guys would take care of all the kids. We'd live in harmony. This is that uh, in between the two ice ages when we were in that goddess era when the earth was nice and warm and there was just the right amount of temperature – and we weren't in war for each other because the supplies were going down. 
But we built up walls. We began to do agriculture. We had more food than we needed. So then we built up walls and silos. Then we built up houses. And now we built up walls in our minds that we need to break down. And that's where the idea of spirituality and psychedelics and just break, dissolving the walls between yourself, between your neighbors, and just being open and honest and like willing to be free. Like, if we got to be free, that means everything that came before this, just we just burn it. We, we, I mean, we, I think you can still have cultures, though. I mean, I think that's a lot to give up. I mean, that means, I mean, in my, in point, my interpretation point, of it, right? all of a sudden you're giving up like music sound, you know, all the different styles of music from around the world or all the different writing no. styles or, no, I mean, I what thought... about even languages, or, 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 is, even languages are in a way part of cultures. Well, I got in a big fight on Facebook today. Uh, uh, not today, like couple, uh, like last week. I got in a fight over. I I said that I don't think anyone should say the N word. Uh, I go. I don't know why black people want to say it so much. It's an ugly word. Why do you want to say it? It's drenched in. It's like it's like white people, Southerners, saying that the uh, Confederate flag is cultural. That's what black people are saying about the N word. And people went nuts. People went nuts. Black people went nuts on me. And they 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 don't really have a real reason other than they want to. And that stuff is just used to divide us. It's just used to divide us. I go, and they always want to have every, you know, the whole thing is cultural appropriation is this stupid ass buzzword that people use. And they're like, hey, dude, it's a melting pot. We're supposed to melt together. We're supposed to all be able to take the best of all of our cultures to make yeah, it into exactly. one fucking Exactly. I agree 100%. You should, I, cultural appropriation should be more of a, a compliment. should be looked upon as more of a compliment and like, it is, and it's like because I mean, you don't it's want different people... if you're if you're doing it in jest or in satire. That's different. But if you're doing it, you know, because you want to wear fucking moccasins, I have no problem with white people wearing moccasins. You know, that's fucking that's part of the fucking Indian culture that's made it out into the world. That is 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 kind of mainstream, or you know, there's different parts, and I I don't have a problem with that. Do I think some that's people good. do. Well, yeah, actually, you know what's funny is fucking. My wife had an incident with the native in fucking Bragg Creek because my daughters are wearing moccasins. That's fucking and crazy. My daughter, and my daughters are fucking a quarter native, or quarter, or well, a little more than a quarter native. Yeah, are like two percent native. So right? isn't that crazy? That. So there's the I'm judgment, over, right? I'm over half. Well, what it is, dude. Here's the situation: it's like any any golden rule is golden until stupid people get a hold of it. And then they fucking ruin everything, you know? They ruin fucking everything. So what happens is with political correctness, and I talked about this on this last podcast, was that, uh, you know, political correctness is uh, the civil rights retarded, meth-addicted, crackhead cousin, okay? Because you took something that was very pure, and now you've completely ruined it. And the problem is that when you hear somebody complaining about political correctness, we're assuming a couple things. One, they're coming from a, a place of honesty and there's integrity and they're doing it because they love, which isn't always true. Some of them are just doing it for attention and to be able to get more publicity, to sell more books, to get a blue check by their name and all this other shit. And the other thing that we're doing is we assume that everybody complaining has a doctrine in human behavior, meaning that they know exactly, they've studied it over years, they've got it certified, that they know how human beings interact. And that is not fucking true. You have people just pop popping off at the mouth, just 
fucking bitching moaning. They think, and I hear, and you know, in that N word, I heard it a lot. I'm black and you don't know fucking racism and how blah, blah, blah. I go, dude, I've been on this planet 45 years, man. I've been influenced by everybody. I grew up on fucking black culture. Don't tell me I don't know anything. I've been pulled over 17 times by the LAPD. I went to jail for buying drugs for one night, okay? I've ha- I, I, I had a case, I couldn't afford a lawyer. I couldn't afford it, man. I only got this big lawyer because I do this charity work. So don't tell me I haven't fucking felt when the cops fucking are grinding you. You know, I get that there's a certain thing about black people, but when you sit there and say you isolate yourself and think that you are in a fucking echo chamber and outside influences can't tell you what to do, that is the problem. Because we all influence each other. You're not special, man. You gotta blend in, dude. And that's why we should all just fuck and look Filipino, dog. No, but that's it's the it's yeah, the but, media's fault, I think. And that the problem is is this is engineering, right? This is when you get into the conspiracy of this, it is fucking Soros and his eighteen billion dollars going into all these organizations and fucking creating all this stuff. There's all yeah. these media organizations and all this stuff that who knows what's real, because I don't believe this is our true nature and our culture. I think we're fucking engineered and we're we're being influenced unduly by well, and not only that i mean can in canada we're a lot farther down the road than you guys are in a lot of ways i think and i think like down the bad the, like yeah the, yeah like when you drive across canada from one side to the other i think you're starting to see what the effects of no culture is and that's like every fucking town you pull into for gas you got mcdonald's to you know the same fucking 12 restaurants and the same staples for office office supplies and there's a walmart there there's a Home Depot. For we have like ten corporations. Yeah, there's in ten Canada. corporations, and the, and every fucking strip mall I go to between oh, here and my hometown, fucking... it's the same thing. And to me, the Ma and Pa is, is the metaphor for the culture. And now it's just the same fucking box stores in every town, and like I can't get a coffee that's not Starbucks or fucking Tim Hortons. And you were even looking into. Well, I mean, there's a bunch of other coffee stores there's as well, but there's no Ma. There's like the Good Earth and all these other ones, but there's no Ma. Like there, those aren't there's necessarily no Ma and Pa. There's no one of. You have to buy a franchise if you're going to get yeah. anywhere. Like you were talking about that new strip mall. Well, the new up the, here, the, and the, you were trying to get here. If it's not an established franchise, you, you, you can't, can't even get in the mall. If you yeah. don't have, if it's not a franchise, we won't even look at you. Yeah. Wow, malls are getting picky. Those are like fat chicks. Trying to go, uh, none of dick. Well, these are like the outdoor, outdoor malls, right? Where the theater is and all that shit. So it's not an actual in. It's not even in the mall. It's It's more of like a shopping area. Yeah. Yeah. And in Canada, those all fucking look the same now. Every fucking one of them, from here to Toronto. Yeah. You get down into Southern Ontario, there's a few more, but that's just because there's so many more people. Lower your expectations. That's the whole thing. That's all art has been lately. Corporate art is lower the expectations to the point of it's just bearable. So people will still buy it. And what I've what we're seeing now is a complete rejection of that. Nobody's watching Hollywood stuff. Nobody's fucking going, you know, buying this crap that they're pumping out the corporations and all this shit. There's a pushback to that. And I, I think cultural appropriation is a, a fucking a really dangerous thing to be pushing on people right now. And I, I think we need to, and it's what Dave Chappelle says, and is, he just bought a new hour. One thing he was saying about that is that as comedians, and you apply this to podcasters, we have to fight back. And we I, have to fight back against against these fucking political correct zombies that are out there. Yeah, free speech, cultural <laughs> appropriation, and political correctness. I think they all fall in the same category. It's a slippery slope. 
And it, a lot of it, a lot of it flies because white people and are fucking spineless, in particular white women who in America dictate all culture because they buy everything. They are the number one. There's more white women in America and they have more disposable income than any other population, any other demographic in the United States. It's white women. And that's why they had to invent fucking pay gap. Okay, because they had to get white women who have are more privileged than anybody else. Not saying they, their lives are perfect, but they have more. And if you're a white woman who listens to this podcast, I'm not saying anything personally about you. I'm not saying that you don't have a, a, a easy life or you had, don't have trouble in your life. Okay, ten for a half podcast. The pay, <laughs> the, the pay the pay gap is fucking made up. That's to get white women to join the fucking cultural marches against uh, the establishment. Because if they pissed off white women, no one would watch their news and they wouldn't buy the products of people who advertise on their news. So they had to bring them in to the thing. So now they have marches every two weeks. There's another female march every two fucking weeks. And it's just like, you know, that's why they had to bring them in. It's, it's that's like one stop pulled out of any, there's everything else is left. Uh, you know, they leave all the little explanations. But I, I don't want to go too far down. <laughs> but it, it's, we'll completely emotional. <laughs> it's completely emotional. It's completely right. emotional. It's an emotional argument that they co-signed on. You know, because we all do. We all want to believe that our life isn't where we want because uh, they don't like white guys or whatever it is, you know. But we've allowed women to completely hide. Here's the thing about and about social justice warriorship. I'm in recovery. Social justice warrior movement goes against everything I've ever learned in recovery. Everything that helped me change my life around, which was most likely where you are in your life is directly related to the decisions you have made yep. and the actions you have taken. Yep. Stop telling other people how to worry about your life. Start worrying about your own shit. Take care of your own shit. Accountability. Okay? And stop thinking that everybody's out to get you. Because when you really take a look at it, nobody gives a fuck about you. And I don't mean that in a bad way. Everybody else is white knuckling their shit. They're white knuckling and trying, and if they fucked you, they're probably doing to a lot of people. And the blessing of that is that karma, it all comes out in the wash. Not everything, not it, nothing's instantaneous. Sometimes it takes time, but I've learned over time, if you treat people like shit, it comes out. You're right. It's the exact opposite of being a victim. It's the opposite. Don't be a victim. Take accountability, yeah. take responsibility for your life and, and your actions and all that. I, I totally agree with you. And there's just people on Twitter. I see female comics who are ethnic people and they tweet like every morning they wake up in chains and they have to fucking find the Underground Railroad to escape to a fucking open mic to do stand up. They just act like they wake up every day with these people trying to oppress them all the fucking time. And it's just like, that's not the world, man. Most people are just trying to white knuckle it and get through. Nobody's trying to hold you back. Maybe if you took a couple moments of bitching about how hard your life is by the white guy holding you back and you worked on shit, you might be a little farther down the line. Yeah, there's the metaphysical part of it for sure. It's like the law of attraction. The more you feel oppressed, the more you're going to be oppressed. Yeah. You make it up in your head. The more you think everybody's out to get you, the more the boogeyman's out to get you. If you just realize nobody cares and it's, sometimes it's just out of your hands and sometimes your best that day wasn't good enough, that doesn't mean you're not good enough. It's just... You know, it's just my opinion. When you, I just when you turn on the TV or you turn on your feed, Twitter, Instagram, whatever, those things are designed to emotionally make you feel fearful or angry that you're missing out in life or that you haven't 
succeeded enough as this person. And fear and anger is a coal that only burns you as long as you hold it. So you have to let go. And that's where it begins. You realize there is no us and there is no them. It's only we. And it's mainly poor against rich. It is. Nobody wants real life. This poor is the French rich. revolution that's happening right now across the world. Like most Americans, you guys, we're all fucking poor. Even if you're a millionaire, you're fucking poor. It's trillion, trillionaires versus billionaires. And we're no, it's trillions, <laughs> trillionaires getting billionaires to co- fucking convince everybody else that the fucking the middle class, that the fucking poor are the problem. Yeah. Like we're, we're all fucking poor. If I'm I did, poor, sounds poor. You guys are poor. Aaron's not poor. He comes from a royalty of stuffed crust pizza. So yes. He's got it. Dude, if I had a time machine, what would you do? A lot of people say Hitler. I go back and kill that original Rothschild. That guy <laughs> who fucking came up with the idea to tell everybody in England that the British lost. That's where it all goes to shit. Go in and grab the baby and just smash just, it. Just that just, baby fucking out. Just slip mushrooms in in his coffee or something like that. That's the best way to do it. Just you go know, back dude, like just, a couple hundred years and just fucking... That was hey, the whole dude, place with psilocybin. That psilocybin, yeah, yeah. There yeah. you go. And get, instead dude, of everyone getting just, everyone drinking fucking booze and shooting each other, just get, convince them that psilocybin tea is better. And I think the world. Yeah, will... I'm gonna go back find a Rothschild. I'm gonna make him do shrooms for a year poof, straight. Poof, the internet's gone, year and we're straight, all just dog. lying around in fields eating mushrooms. So, <laughs> so what's your? I want to talk to you guys about your term there, spiritual skepticism, because I really like that. You know, you also talk about obviously conspiracy, but the the connotations that that has. So, tell me about how you came up with the spiritual skepticism and what that means. I, Ryan came up with that. Yeah, that. I don't think I did. I think it. Well, you're the first one I heard say that. I hear and, Sam say uh, it all the time, but I like it. I think you were the first one to say it, though. But I, and then I just uh, culturally appropriated it, and um, but it's basically uh, we just we are spiritual beings. We uh, I am very much one world, one love, one not one world, but we're all in this together. And I'm spiritual about it and skepticism, dude. Yeah, because what when people hear that you're a conspiracy enthusiast or you're conspiracy theorists they immediately like oh you're you're a tinfoil hat wearing yeah it's like oh that's the name of the podcast yeah so we're the nwa of (laughs) of podcasting i want people to open their um minds but more importantly i want you to open your heart like as cheesy as that shit sounds the biggest the biggest distance of disconnection in this entire universe is between those two points is your heart and your mind because really at the end of the day you know what the fuck is right you know what the fuck i agree i agree I agree. It's not about anything else, but just do right on your side and try not to try not to kill someone when you're in traffic. You know, I agree, man. I agree. It's just it's healthy questioning of the of everything going on. I love it, man. We have a chat. We have this perpetual chat room and and there's a ton of love in there, man. There's guys like I love you guys. I love you, man. And like it's sincere. Right. But it's just like fuck showing a lot of love. It's awesome. It is, man. It is. And I, I, I can't, I'm sure I'm going to hear that. I talk too much on this podcast. I tend to do that when I'm no, caffeinated. No, well, it's know? been a big honor. Cause uh, when I first t- uh, told Sam, I was like, we got to get these guys on because that's what I've really noticed from listening to you guys over the years is that you guys have built a tribe that believes in you and like perpetuates you. And you guys like built on love. You know, and, and most people think us fringe topic, occult topic, paranormal, that we're a bunch of crazy people that are just fucking 
filled with anger and fear and hate, but really we're trying to like soften this hard ass world. We're trying to make sense of it. Just trying to make a difference in the community. I appreciate you guys. I'll we're tell you, I'll we're tell thinking you what. globally, acting locally. Exactly. The the people I've met doing this, like you guys and people in our, in our chat room and listeners and guests, they're the most grounded people, man. They're the most real, real grounded, honest people. And it's a pleasure to to be a part of this whole thing. It really is. Well, our tribe loves your tribe, and uh, I, w- I want to do this more. We had talked about doing some stuff up there with you guys. We're totally down with going up there and doing a show. You know, I've talked to uh, Eddie Bravo, Greg Carwood. They're totally interested. Unfortunately, the lion's been too shady in his life. and yeah, you could not. I can't go to the camera. They won't let you in. Oh, but- <laughs> no way. Really? Can we fucking sneak him in or something? Well, maybe we have to drive down to Spokane or something. Yeah, maybe we got to Spok- fucking meet or something like that. I don't know. Spoke Compton. Yeah. Spoke Compton. Let's do it. <laughs> so, guys. Uh, our time, unfortunately, in the studio is coming up, um, so we got a jam. I love. I want to do this more with you guys. We've done some uh, some swap casts with some people, and they've had weird reactions to it. But when we do it with you guys and the great Carwood people and Duncan Trussell, people love it. And uh, so I would, anytime you guys ever want to do stuff like that, we're totally on board. Aaron loves it. The excitement he's had the whole show. <laughs> Uh, has been beyond uh, <laughs> as we come to an end. We always end it on everybody's favorite segment called Aaron Thoughts. About which part? Okay. Has gone so, so far around the world. Well, that's the podcast. Yeah, the love. I'm yeah, and that was thoughts with Aaron. You're, Aaron's That's assuming right. that the world is round, but okay. <laughs> oh, Aaron. wake up, Aaron! Drink from the fountain of knowledge, homeboy. Yeah, if you guys come down here, Darren, I'll have a, a care package with everything you can possibly want in there. Oh, like we'll load it up too. And then uh, Graham, me and you, we'll go do some yoga and uh, for sure, some, man. Let's we'll do go it. fucking shoot Let's some guns it. at the range too. Boom. If you guys ever think about coming down here, let us know. We'll set up a night. Yeah. Okay. We'll yeah, do. Yeah. Yeah, we'll figure something out for sure. Gentlemen, it was okay. a pleasure. Thanks, guys. Thank Take care. See you, Aaron. Bye, you Aaron. See you guys later. Bye. See you guys. Bye. And that was our chat. Oh, I got to fucking do a million things here, Graham. Start talking. Yeah, and that was our chat. You want to do that with uh, Ryan Davis and Sam Tripoli, the tinfoil hat? Yeah, that was a good one, eh? Yeah, I love yeah. those guys. Yeah, that's always fun chatting with them. Yeah, I really do like their podcast. It's a genuine listen, for sure. Yeah, it's a good listen. If you haven't listened to it, make sure you guys do check it out. Uh, Big thanks to all the people that tuned in live, which is fun. Are we we still on? We're still live, yeah. Are we still live? It was a fun one to do video with. Yeah, we'll do some more stuff with those guys. Thanks for coffee, James. James, James, say hi. James showed up late, brought coffee, but yeah. So yeah, good one. Fucking fun one. You guys enjoyed that. Uh, Check out... All, all the other episodes. The show notes. Check out the show notes for all the links. Graham puts a lot of work in there. Uh, check out grammerica.ca slash support, guys. Uh, sign up for a monthly today if you can. That really does help out. Uh, you can get in for as low as a buck a month. As high as 30 a month. We can do. We can work something out. If one you, time. One time donation, yeah. A bunch of different ways to support the show. So uh, check out grammerica.ca slash support if you're in, in the position to do so. If not... Uh, check out the show notes because there's, I think, about 10 other ways you can support the show yep. that don't cost anything. Review it, share it. Email me. Mostly just, mostly share it. Share the fucking show. Yeah. Because we have no other marketing. Yeah. I think that's it. You got anything else? No, that's it. All right, guys. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week.
The researcher believes that this neurosynchronicity occurs when the brains of musicians playing together create a neurological meta-network. According to her, the phenomenon can be described as a kind of communal brain. Brain, 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 brain.